Um, so it's been a while. Yes. Uh, I cannot. You're a little choppy there. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, let me get off. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me just uh, figure out this Facebook situation. I don't know why. I don't know why it's not doing anything. Facebook Live and there we go. Not public. Uh, page. No, let's do it on my own, our own timeline do that friends public whatever got it okay we're live on facebook i guess yeah you know what eric sent me what did he say um uh bad lip readings of movies like if if the movies were like silent and, and you have you were forced to lip read what the actors were saying so he sent me the Star Wars bad lip reading, and they made songs out of it. He said, well, what was it? Uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Mm. What was that, man? No, not that. I just take my shoes off. because I just, I just got back from a, like, a really funny concert. Sounded perverse. No, it's, I, I'm old. When you're old, you sound perverse when you, when you move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything sounds perverse. You got creaky ass knees. You sound perverse. Uh, no, bad lip reading. There's a dude. He's like a black convert guy, and he's a rapper. And he was he was rapping here in Jerusalem. Are you talking about Nissan Black? No, it's not Nissan Black. He's like this guy is not as famous as Nissan Black, but I think he should he should be as famous, but he's not. His name is Zakaria something something. And uh, he has like nice, a good flow, if you want to call it that, in terms of, uh, you know, like rap skills. Yeah. Uh, I like his beats. It was very funny, just the lyrics. It's like, he's just like, he turns all these Torah things into like rap. But it's not, it's not corny at all. It's like very funny. Just hilarious. I personally got a kick out of it. Nice. Check the messenger. Check your messenger. Uh-huh. Uh, bushes of love. Extended lyric. Okay, so you want me to you want me to play this? Yeah, and just watch it for a moment. Hold on, let me let me I'll get off headphones and I'll play it for the audience. Our friend Eric, our friend Eric sent this to me. It's funny. The DJ, our, our DJ friend. That is correct. Let's see. Is like Star Wars. My Do you get what's happening? Pause it for a second. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? For somebody who can't hear what they're saying, they have to read the lips. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They it it, this is hilarious. I can't believe it. Like where he's telling him, like, the origin, like, his family, like, in yeah, yeah. It's just, like, you don't... <laughs> it's like some, some woman duck chicken thing. That, yeah, you know, voices of love. It's <laughs> <laughs> so random. That's it. I know. Eric just sent that to me today, like like a few hours ago. It's pretty. They have all kinds of bad lip readings on this channel. You have the one uh, NFL, uh, you know, players are talking to coaches and stuff. They have like, uh... oh, by the way, dude, I see, I see, they have Dune, Dune here, dude. I saw Dune. Did you see Dune, the new one? Uh, what? There's a new Dune. Yeah, dude. It's it's my. I saw it on the plane, dude. It's it's a freaking basically Mashiach story. Oh yeah, you mean? Hold on a second. Hold on. After the was, book. was, was this was the actor the same guy from Twin Peaks? No, he's like this little pretty boy. It's a brand, the brand new one. Oh, so brand no, brand new. I don't know. He's with uh, Zendaya. Not... It's actually it was actually pretty good. I, I I thought it was pretty good. Dude, the 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 you could tell a lot of it was CGI, but dude, this the way they did the CGI was actually incredible. They um, there's a term that they use. There's a few terms, but the one that sticks out to me in, in the book and in well, the original movie yeah. was when they travel, you know, when oh, they... Um, Kvitsa 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 yeah, yeah. I was like, you're kidding. They use, they, they, they use the Balshemtov's yeah. travel method in that well, movie. Well, that's any, any Tzadik, the Baba Sali, the Balshemtov. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know where they came up with that. The guy who wrote it said that it's Arabic. Yeah, Kwitsa. he's like Kwitsa Tadarak, like yeah. that, right? So, so they, they called the guy, the actual, you know, this, this main character, the Bene Gesserit, the Bene Gesserit, or Bene Gesserit, social, religious, political force. It's like Bene, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, the, the kid, that's the Mashiach figure, they called him Kwitsa Tadarak. Messianic super being with the clairvoyance necessary to guide humanity, humanity to a better future. However, she bore, bore a son, Paul, to their disappointment. Throughout his life, he is trained by Lido's aid, Duncan Idaho, Gurney Helix, Suk, Suk Dr. Wellington Yue, and Menta Fear Hawat. This is the whole thing, man. Yeah, I'm reading the, the wiki. He said, Kwitsat Haderach. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. It says, serious? <laughs> yeah. Remember the name of the girl that he meets, um, uh, like of the free men, you know, those people who live in the desert? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. It says, it says here, it was an old Hakobsa term that translated literally as shortening the way. Hakobsa? No, that makes sense. Is that from the story, Hakobsa? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. No, I, I just want, I remember reading. Yeah. A wiki, a Wikipedia about it, saying that the the origin of that term was Arabic. I just want to see if they're going to put that bullshit here too. Yeah, no, they didn't say it. They didn't say it in the movie. They just that's what they called it. Listen, the movie's set like you know in the year three thousand something something. Yeah, thirty something. But no, the, dude. So the name of the girl that the, you know, there's like these desert people called the free men, and they're all like basically you know they're all black. So the name of the girl that he meets, uh, her name is Khani. Or Chani, <laughs> Khani. Well, how do they, what do they say? Chani or Khani? I don't, 
I was watching the movie. I didn't have headphones. I just watched it on closed caption. Because even though my wife's name is Hani, yeah. it, it's spelled C-H, so everybody calls her Chani. So in, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, it says, yes, it says you, it's pronounced as, as in China. So it's Chani. But I think it's interesting that it's even close to Hani. You know? Yeah. She's the one that, like, he, they're, they imply at the end of the movie that there's going to be a sequel. So I guess they get together in the sequel, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's interesting. So, hold on. Lido's concubine, Lady Jessica, is an acolyte of the Bene Gesserit, an exclusive sisterhood whose members possess advanced physical and mental abilities a, as part of their centuries-long breeding program. They instructed her to bear a daughter whose son would become the Kritzatz Haderach, a Bene Gesserit messianic super being, blah, 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 like you said. However, she bore a son, Paul, to their disappointment. Throughout his life, he is trained by Leto's aides. This is not what I read last time. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, let's move on. I, I didn't even know they made a new one. Yeah, yeah, this is this Timothy Chalamet guy, you know, the one that, uh, the new pretty boy guy. I can't, dude, I can't hear you well. Are you like, I sorry, you like, can you hear me now? Mm -hmm. I, what about now? Yes, I can hear you oh, as well. Okay. But it's not louder. It's not louder. I mean, I don't know. What about now? Same thing. Same thing? I, I can't go louder. Than that. All right. All right. We'll deal with this then. What? <laughs> so, so what else? What's going on, man? I'm in Israel, man. I, mean, I know, I know. So what's <laughs> going on over there? Not, not, it's not, you know, it's funny. You watch the news and I don't, I don't really see what they're reporting. I'm not experiencing it. It's interesting. Well, they're lying. They're always lying. No, it's not they're lying. They blow, they blow it out of proportion. That's what they're doing. They're, they just take whatever happens and they blow it out of proportion and they make it seem like it's all over the place. Even though it's in like, you know, one pocket of one pocket of one pocket of one pocket ad infinitum. That's called lying, Greg. Yeah. Well, obfuscating. Or yeah, that's just another way of saying lying. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you have to keep beating around the bush. No, lie. Well, no, I, I say they're dirty. Oh, I say, they're dirty say, liars. No, I say lie. No, because lying is just like they love to lie. They're saying they're something that liars. isn't that isn't happening at all. This actually is happening. It's just not happening everywhere. No, no, no. That's not what lying is. Okay. Lying is not telling the truth. The truth is accurately reporting what something is or isn't. Right. When you are reporting something in a different way than what is, that's a lie. I guess so. It's a lie, dude. I guess so. I guess as, so. As, uh, as Norm MacDonald would say about uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, she loves to lie. She's yeah. a dirty liar. <laughs> yeah. I think you say she loves to kill. She does love to kill as well. You saw that thing I posted, right? Yeah. Dude, can I read you without telling you, obviously telling the audience who it is? The, remember, I, I, I showed you the person. I had like a dust up with him today. And then, the, and then there was like a diffusion of, uh, you know, diffusion of the dust up. The person basically, you know, said he was going to. Yeah. He also, he also responded to me. What did he say? 
uh, all I could say is that he says, he goes, yeah, he's like, I don't want to say what, what he said because he was okay, dealing, well, I, so, so he's, dealing, he's dealing with challenges. Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to yeah, get, yeah, specific, yeah, I hear, I hear. but, um, but he, you know, he said, just for the record, you didn't intimidate me. <laughs> he said that to you. Or yeah. you said that to him? Huh? No, no. He said that to me. Uh -huh. so I, I responded. I was like, I wasn't trying to, I was just stating facts. That's uh -huh. what would happen. That's yeah. it. So he goes, so he writes, um, it's interesting, like, you know, he sounds like, so random. he sounds like us, he wrote, he wrote, I got a real love hate relationship with God. Now, after everything he's put me through, and still has the nerve to ask that I sing his praises. What a effing say this indeed. Rabbi Nachman's short parable, after seeing Purim, a Purim spiel, and in one sketch, the actor comes out as an angel, and the next sketch, he comes out as a heretic. So Rabbi Nachman says, laughs and says, so, so too with a Jew. One second you can be an angel, one ne next you can be an heretic. And then he writes like Nachman Ruma. And then he writes, um, what a effing insanity this life is now. And the days and years go by, like everything is gone, you know? All the good music, all the good art, all intact and class the previous generations had, all is gone. Really since 2020 hit this new decade, like a different spiritual shift with a pandemic. The souls in the, on this planet now, these millennial, C-U-N-T-S. <laughs> uh, then you got the Gilgalim with the Tower of Babel Souls in the World Economic Forum, Shmorum and Shmobilists. And this planet is dark, callous, classless, tactless dystopia. Darkness before the dawn of Mashiach. May God save us all. God speed and God bless. Stay strong and courageous. And then he writes, uh, the righteous zeal towards injustice. When you see all these telegram posts, the evil globalist politicians, Shmorum, cause, cause all the harm to people you see and you're like, God, what the F? Please kill all those people ASAP. No, the globalists. Again, Pacino. I'm out of order. You're out of order. This whole friggin' planet is out of order. Insane times, insane times. But God is the infinite one beyond space and time. We are just blips on the radar. God wins in the end. That's, what he, that's the last thing he wrote to me. This guy wrote to me after, like, I flipped, you know, flipped the script and, you know. Down to yeah, real, man. Realized that he's barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I know, like of all people to bark at, right? Yeah, yeah. All we do is talk about all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like last night he asked me, he's like, who are you to this and that? I'm like, dude, I'm a nobody. I'm Mamash a nobody. I'm literally a nobody. I'm just a guy with a blog, with a, I wrote, I'm just a guy with a, with a shadow band blog, uh, you know, shadow banned by all the Citra Akhra platforms you could think of. So, Dude, you're a guy who had 35,000 followers on Facebook. I mean, there must be some, you know, people, people, you didn't force them to do that, right? It, it wasn't, but it was, they're not following me personally. They were following my blog, the content of my blog. But then after, at some point, that's what the, I, that's, that's the blog itself what got, yeah, the, the blog itself got, got um, shadow banned. So because of like a couple of posts, you know, no, I'm just saying that when, you know, so, so yeah. I'm just saying that like when somebody says, who are you? Yeah. You're like, I'm a person who people for some reason, tend to listen to here and there. I guess, yeah. Listen, I had, I told you, man, I'm, again, I'm not saying this to brag, I'm saying when I was walking on, uh, when I was walking on 41st Street, I think it was after I met you, before I met you. Uh, was this before or after you were stripping? After I was what? Forget it, move on, move on. That's hilarious. No, 41st it. in Miami, not in New York. <laughs> ah, okay, I'm walking on, you know, on that kosher, kosher row, what I call kosher row. 
and this dude, this like from guy who's making he's making a turn onto 41st and in his uh what is it, the uh, Jeep Wrangler, he's screaming out, Yo, I love your stuff, keep up, keep it up. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, what? So I guess it's like, yeah, it's at least one dude saw my videos. <laughs> By the way, can you tell wait, hold on, hold on. Let's back up for a second. Yeah. Let's tell the folks at home. First of all, this guy attacked you because he, he he thought you were you were me. I thought I would. He thought I was you, and and for some reason he decided to he decided to say that, you know, the usual like Chabad anti Chabad things, and and he thought I was you, and he then he said something like I have to come to Rabbi Nachman. I'm like it's funny because I my rabbi is a Breslover, Breslov guy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't really see any, like, I never even saw a conflict or any, any issue between Breslov and Chabad. Like, why should there be, you know? You know, they're like, it's not, it's, it's, it's Hasidut. One is like this and the other one's like that, you know? It's, it's there is different. no, there's no conflict. The conflict is between the souls that yeah. are claiming to be associated with one group yeah. versus, you know, against, against the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Listen, I'm associated with both, so I don't know. Just I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm in the Habakkuk realm, you know. Like, uh, Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of Michiganers right now. Yeah. So whatever, we got into this thing, and I'm like, I'm like, first of all, I didn't talk about. I didn't even talk about because he was like, you're talking like this childish Torah, not even to do with Chabad, just um. He's like, I go on this platform. I'm like, dude, I didn't say any Torah. I was talking about, you know, we were talking about the education system yesterday with this woman. He was, dude, he was, uh, he probably was talking about the last time I was on. Maybe. When I was, with that episode that didn't get aired because of whatever. Ah, with the lady, with the, with the the doctor. Right, I was, so I was talking to that, I was talking to the guest about, about Partsufim and stuff like that. Ah. And that's what probably, you know, that's what set him off. How I don't know that, why. How is that childish? That's not childish. That's like some deep stuff. That's that's Kabbalah, man. No, no, I'm not. The guy is not. I'm not saying that the guy is making any sense. I'm just thinking, what is he actually responding to? Yeah. So, so, and then I went into like, you know, let's stick to the topic, and then he just goes on to like, why, why, who am I? Who the f are you? Why am I there? This and that, and that, uh, this whole thing. And then, and then I was just like, you're not well. You don't sound all together. And then he th- and then and that's when he like physically threatened me. I was like, okay, like you know, let's say it to my face kind of stuff. I was like, all right, buddy. And that's when I just kind of. By the way, you know what I you sh- I showed you what I wrote to him, right? Yes. I I, I was not I'm not I'm not joking. I'm I was I'm serious. I hear I hear it's uh, I think at this point it's it's you know in, it's moved to you know what I mean like clearly he's. It's funny no, no, because it's funny because he feels the same way we do. You know what I mean? He's like a tortured yeah. soul, you know, in that respect. So it's just he even told me the first thing that he wrote as an apology. He was just like, he says, uh, "How the years go by, I meet the same people in the same situation. Sometimes even with the same names. It's too much. So I, I guess he saw like a name, a last name, or a first name, or whatever, and it like this, you know, triggered some little mechanism in his brain. You know? You know, the only thing that concerns me." Is that, you know, there's kind of like dudes out there, these like MK Ultra guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's, what, what, that's, that's the what, first thing I thought. That's what Lowell was thinking. He was like, maybe he's like, is this guy crazy? Just a plant or both? 
you know that he's like he's like sometimes they 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 do this to people he wrote that to me sometimes they do this to people where they um you know implant something in their in their psyche and it just the guy just goes off but they use them as like a, a vehicle you know yeah as a tool it's kind of crazy to think about here's an, i'm looking at i'm looking at actually what what he responded to me yeah he said had nothing to do had nothing to do with you meaning like he was frustrated uh and he was just decided to take it out on us for some reason yeah he said had nothing to do with you but for the record you really don't scare me <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy, man? Uh, to his credit, you know, a, a lot of people, when they do that, that's exactly what they're doing. You know, they're taking on a, taking things out on somebody else. Not just him, just like Stan. You need people, you know, to how to behave. They're not, they're only behaving because they're taking it out on you, something that happened to them, you know, whatever, or something that's going on with them. And most people don't admit it. Most people don't even know they're doing it because it's subconscious. Most people have no awareness that they're doing that. Well, even if they do, they'll never admit it. They'll never say, I'm sorry, I'm just having this and I'm taking it out on you. You know, it's very rare people do that. Dude, I got my, I definitely got my, my character flaws. A lot of them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm serious. I, you know, I'm not trying to be humble. I, I, I have many, but I cannot relate to any, to ever taking out my frustration on just a person that has nothing to do with it. I do it very rarely, but it's not like very rarely, you know? It happens rarely, and when, and when it happens, I'm like aware of it. Most people are not. Like most, like, you know, like Russians, you know, Russian parents, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> Older Russians, they're, they're, they're totally not aware of what they're doing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's again, it's a part of emotional intelligence uh, rubric. That's what it is, and it's majorly lacking in the world and it's 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 a shame that it's lacking because it comes in a package with uh you know lack of mental health yeah with a lot of people and it's a whole combination and it's just kind of like and you have to bear the brunt of it it's like yo <laughs> but i would like to talk about several things mm. <laughs> okay. and they are kind of all over the place but they're interesting but that's our show totally yeah. so the first thing i want to talk about have, does the does the name panda dolce mean anything to you panda dolce yeah i think i heard it in one of these was it is it something from is it something from um so i'll tell you what it is so basically it's a drag queen Right, who was one of these drag queens that they were bringing in for a story time with a drag queen, you know, yeah. reading to children. So, uh, psychotic. Yeah, so I saw, you know, uh, so what happened was, and this is in the Bay Area, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's not, this doesn't just happen in the Bay Area, but this, this particular incident was in the Bay Area. They brought this, this tranny thing, okay, to read to children, okay. And and in its full getup. Panda Dolce, his name is. What is it? It's, its name is, I'm asking, its, its name is Panda Dolce? Panda Dolce. Okay, so so what happened was a uh, bunch of proud boys who are not racist at all. It's a complete lie that's constantly told about them because 
um, they are, they represent to, to the Klaus Schwabians, the scariest possible type of opponent. Yeah. A, a Western, uh, a multiracial, even multi-religious, even multi-sexual yeah. uh, group of people who the only thing they have in common is that they love Western culture. Yeah, I think there's, feel, like, there's like gay dudes in that group in, in Proud Boys. Yeah, there are gay Proud Boys. There are many, many black Proud Boys. Many, many. Dude, the, the, the head of the, the head Proud is a, is a Latino guy. guy. Yeah. He's not white. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, some of the guys who, one of the guys who got into a fight with Antifa from the Proud Boys, who got locked up in Rikers Island, yeah. right? He's a white guy. He was, he was, he was, um, they tried to paint him as a white supremacist. Yeah. The guy is married to a black lady who was just about to have a baby. He didn't even get to see the baby. She gave birth in jail for being a white supremacist married to a black lady making colored children. Okay, that's everything they say is, is a lie. They are dirty, dirty, dirty liars. They love to lie, just like their priestess, uh, Hillary Clinton. Okay. So She's the high priestess of lying. So basically, um, Proud Boys came and they interrupted uh, this reading because uh, there was a, this, this preacher, Panda Dolce, made a music video, yeah. right? Where it was like, it was like uh, two different songs. The first one was like that satire, yeah. that Natalie Portman, you know, like, uh, yeah. From Saturday Night Live, you know, when I don't know why, like they, they thought it would be funny to get Natalie Portman to rap and to say the most yeah, yeah, yeah. possible things ever. Yeah. So, so you know, obviously they're gonna. Natalie that. Port, that's when Natalie Portman was very young, no? No, no? this is like her and her this like. Is, this is more okay. Mid twenties, early thirties, oh, okay, okay. something like that. Yeah. So, um, so basically, they thought it, it would be funny, you know, to get like because Natalie Portman has this like uh, I, I, I suppose. It's like perception that she's like a intellectual, that she's whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever perception. So they thought, yeah. how funny, you know, it's like getting like a, like an old lady to, yeah. you know, <laughs> rob someone, you know, something like that, something you wouldn't expect. Yeah. So they're, they're obviously, obviously they're going to they're argue that it's satire. But then this, uh, this drag queen made this disgusting music video with, uh, you know, like rapping over for lyrics, yeah. right, or like, or mouthing, or what pa pantomiming, whatever the hell they did, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. pretend to be singing, lip syncing. Yes, there you go. Okay. So, so, and they were shown this. So, in the Natalie Portman song, which this thing was lip syncing, it talks about like, uh, well, you know, uh, like screw little kids. You know what? Let's play it. Let's play it. Can you go? <laughs> Can you go on, on my Facebook? Because 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 you're recording this, yeah. it's gonna sound better than your side. You go on my my Facebook wall. Yeah. With you. Now, folks, this is a uh, warning, mm -hmm. language horror warning, disgusting, awful. Local heroes drive vile drag. This thing. Not that one. Not oh, that the one. Second one. one, the one. Okay. There we go. Yeah, this okay, is just the, the this is just a section of it, by the way. Yeah, it says healthy people, nothing gain from watching this. Every moment of this video is evil and disgusting. There's a drag queen named Panda Dulce. Those who involved in producing this would probably say 
that's an attempted satire. It may be useful to show this to any of your poor friends or family that have children, might also still have half a brain cell, may wake them up to drag queen story time. Okay. Let's play this. You can see it, right? Something happened. You know what, dude? Stop, stop, stop! I realize that that the part that I want people to hear yeah. is not. It's not in the clip. Mm. Go to get her. Go to get her. This is worth it. People should. People should know about this. Cause this ain't a joke. Tell me when you're a getter. And to your account, right? Not mine. Uh, well, actually, yeah, you can go mine because I, I think I posted it, but we're going to Gavin McInnes. Let's see. Yeah, the... Uh, Gavin No, you're... I mean, you posted oh, the YouTube clip, but you, you also... If, if you keep scrolling down, I, there's, I, I, I posted... I'm looking for the Gavin McInnes. Yeah, yeah, it says it, it's like on June 14th, and then like okay, it doesn't show the June 14th thing. Hang on, hang on, I'll send you the link. One second, one second. Yeah, I think you may have. They may have. Uh, or they, or maybe he erased it. Or no, 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 it's still there. I'm looking at it right now. Here, Gavin McInnes. Okay, I'm just gonna go on his thing. I sent it to him uh, on Messenger. I don't see anything on Messenger. You did not send me anything. Oh, shit. Sorry, 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 sorry. Actually, I sent it to that guy that we were just talking about <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, sorry. I wish I could unsend it. Is there a way to unsend something? There is a way to, the little three dots next to whatever. Oh, really? All right, let me do that. Yeah, and then it'll be like, what the hell did you send me? Yeah, this guy, I don't want to send this guy off. He's like, three dots next to it. Not three dots, whatever. The little, the little, it's yeah the three dot to the right there's like more you click on the three dots next to whatever you sent one second it'll say more and then you go remove why don't i see that next to the arrow there's like an arrow smiley face arrow and then three dots okay and yeah, ah this okay it's a two minute clip Wh which part of it this do you want me to play oh it's like when chris parnell you oh, know okay. asks, beginning. asks her uh aren't you you know, aren't you a role model for little kids? And see what yeah. she says. Yeah. Hello. So, Natalie, what's a day in the life of Natalie Portman's wife? Do you really want to know? Please, tell us. I don't see mother on that What? That's it? This is... No, no, no. It keeps going. Keeps going. You know what's crazy? I'm sorry, Natalie. Are you to believe you're no driving while intoxicated? What about the kids that look up to you? Do you have a message for them? All the kids looking up to me can suck my 
All right, that's it. That's it. I just wanted to. Yep. That's the. That's the part. And everything else after that is pretty awful. Yeah. But so so basically, when you have this uh, this this drag queen who's like lip syncing and dancing and pantomiming, you know everything that the song is writing about, yeah. right? Yeah. So and that, and then and then you have it, you know, doing very very disgusting things. Well, I mean, you, you people just have to look at this. Like, I don't know how you could let that next to your kid. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, there's no confusion. There's no like, dude, you know, like you, you always see these like fact check or these media sites, you know, you know, they'll type the word no and then comma, this person such and such did not. Da, 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 da. You know, it's like Obi Wan Kenobi when he's like, we are not the Jedi. <laughs> like, it's like a hypnosis. They're trying to hypnotize people and, and you know, but all you have to do is look front of your face yeah yeah just i i don't i don't i don't get it i really don't get it it's like i was talking to that that lady on the what's her name on the pot on the zoom with low and we were talking about like education and whatever it is and i and i said that um you know we're talking about common core and i said that i remember when common core came out I felt like they were, they were not, it's not that they were, you know, kids could still do math, right? They could do arithmetic and all that thing. All like that stuff. They were, it was a different, it was a different method. And I felt like they were just trying to rewire kids' brains so that kids won't, wouldn't even be able to think, you know? It was like Citra Acra math. It was like somebody, something, something somebody developed basically to get kids not to be able to think, critically think, or to be able to acknowledge, you know, the MS when it's right in front of the face. Yeah. It's really scary, but it, it's every, interesting. Every, they, they, everything is scary. They everything did this with numbers. They did this with 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 like you know essentially it's like a citra acra gematria so to speak. You know, if you think about it. Yeah. So I don't know how do we how do we, and we were saying how like you know she says like that the millennials and Gen Z right now are basically a lost cause for the most part. And the generation like after them, the kids who are 10, 11, you know what's crazy? If you if you see some of these kids, like I have friends who, are, who have kids, you know, like six, seven years old, eight years old. These are like very, very special kids. I, I literally, I call them the children of Mashiach. And I feel like the Sitrachra knows this. And this is why it's bringing its full arsenal. It's bringing its full arsenal on these special kids of these, you know, you want to call them indigo, you want to call them children of Mashiach, whatever you want to call them, but it's bringing its full arsenal to them. You know, and the full arsenal is, it's a nuclear, it's, it's like these, 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 you know, I call them uh, Christopher Street gang. You know Christopher Street in the city? Yeah. Or the trannies. We used to go to clubs. Yeah, yeah, of course. The people we, you and I used to see just in clubs who were relegated to clubs. These people should be only at best in a freaking New York nightclub. You know, that's it's too late for that now. Yeah. If they would have just stayed, you know, in those settings, right? Yes. Then 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 fine. But clearly they've really they've revealed themselves for what yeah. their the intentions are. Yeah. There's no going back now. Dude, but you know what's crazy? If you come up to the old, the ones who used to be in the clubs back in, you know, 20 years ago, and you ask them, what do you think of these, what these guys are doing in the schools? They'd be like, half of them would probably say that's why. 
half of them will probably tell you that's not for kids. Like the you know the party boys, the party party kids of party kids of tunnel of sound factory. Yeah, yeah. Half of them today are freaking IT guys or guys in freaking Morgan Stanley. The club, the club kids, Michael Alig, you know that. Yeah, whole- uh, Michael. Yeah, Michael Alig is running. People like Michael Alig are running Democratic Party right now, and running all this crap. But like, they're not. You, can you? I think he's out of jail. Michael Alig, I think, I think passed away from heroin overdose. Well, that I mean, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Hold yeah, on. he passed away. He passed away in December 2020 from heroin uh, overdose. I think the other kid, he killed the, the, that, that kid. Um, Angel. Yeah, he killed him, and then he got, like, manslaughter, and then he went to jail, and he came out of jail. What's the name? Ali. Yeah, he killed Angel Melendez. So, all, all that stuff. Dude, I bet you have these kind of guys, because they're all, like, you know, see, Michael Ali was 54 years old. They're all in their 40s and 50s, and they all think that this is insane, probably. Dude, he killed this guy yeah. and chopped him up. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And they and why did why did he die not in jail? Because because he was um here here's the here uh yeah uh, Musto so Michael Musto you know the reporter for Village Voice reported the uh, rumors of Michael Allen's involvement. Here prison. Um, it says he was. Yeah, according to Riggs, he hit Melendez a total of three times in the head. Ali grabbed the pillow, tried to smother him while Melendez was unconscious. Riggs went on to their others like their other friend. Uh, Riggs, Riggs claimed that Ali was pouring some cleaner and chemical into Melendez's mouth and duct tape. Denied these claims. Um, uh, Ali claimed he killed Melendez in self-defense and helped dispose of the body in a panic. Prosecutors were hesitant to charge Ali with first-degree murder. As they still hope he would testify against his former boss. Ah, they were trying to get Peter Gatian, you know, the guy who owns all these. Uh, yeah. Arrested for following drugs. The guy with the eye patch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Canadian guy for allowing drugs to be sold in his nightclubs. He owned just for the background, folks at home. Peter Gatian owned. It was funny. I, it was actually funny because I remember like every other weekend you heard that Peter that tunnel got closed down and then it reopened. It got closed down and then it reopened. Sound factory yeah. got closed down and then it was like a, it was like a running joke, like. Oh, Peter yeah. Gatian again, you know, up to his antics. So, like, they eventually offered both Alec and Riggs a plea deal. Oh, so there you go. A sentence of 10 to 20 if they accepted the lesser charge of manslaughter. On October 1st, 1997, both pleaded guilty and were sentenced to 10 to 20. While in prison, Alec told journalist Michael Musto, I know why I blabbed. I must have wanted to s- stop me. I was spitting out of control. It's like the old saying, what do you have to do to get attention around here? Kill somebody? And it says, while incarcerated in prison, Alig was transferred from prison to prison. He also spent time in psychiatric ward at Rikers in 2000 at Southport Correctional Facility. He was placed in solitary confinement after he was caught using heroin. He remained in solitary confinement for another two and a half years after a drug test showed that he was still using drugs. Um, it says he was like uh, this and that. There you go. Uh, he was paroled on May 5th, 2014 per conditions. His parole, Alig returned to New York City. He was required to abide by an 8 p.m. curfew undergo drug and anger management and job readiness training. Unbelievable. In the months following his release, Ali granted numerous interviews, which expressed a desire to star in his own reality show. There you go, you get a reality show, you get a book deal, exhibition of his artwork. Yeah, wonderful, you kill somebody, chop them up, and there you go. May 2014, reports, reports emerged that Ali was attempting to sell his memoirs and pursuing a career. Yeah, I can't wait until OJ gets his uh, reality Un- unbelievable. show. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, everybody will watch it. 
of pursuing a career as a magazine writer. From September 7, 2014, Ollie and fellow club kid Ernie Glam hosted a YouTube comedy talk show titled The P.E.U. On October 15, 2014, released a, released a pop song, What's In, featuring DJ Kiyoki. Remember DJ Kiyoki? Yeah. Written and produced by Greg Tanus through Astound Music, Austown Music, Austin-based label. Uh, paintings went on display in 2015 in the Select Fair in New York. Unbelievable. On 2017, Alec was arrested for trespassing and smoking crystal meth in Joyce Kilmer Park in Concourse. That's like Bronx. <laughs> Bronx outside the Bronx Supreme Court, again, at approximately 1.30 a.m. Fortunately, he was detained because the park closes after dusk. The complaint alleges that police found a bag of crystal meth and a pipe with residue from a drug in his jacket pocket. Daily News reported that Alec was arraigned on drug possession and trespass. He pleaded guilty to trespassing in exchange for conditional discharge. Unbelievable. On December 2020, December 24th, shortly before midnight, oh, it's like Christmas Eve, Ali was found unconscious by his ex-boyfriend in the Washington Heights home. He was using heroin before he fell ill and pronounced dead at the scene. He was 54 years old. The following day at Christmas, Ali's mother can confirm his death. The cause of death is an accidental heroin overdose. Dose. The Office of Chief Medical Examiner in New York verified May 2021, Ali died from acute intoxication from the drugs fentanyl, acetophentanyl, and heroin and methamphetamine. They can't say he died of coat of uh, that schmack. <laughs> Unbelievable. So people like him, like you know, yeah, I know. These are, these are the people that are like running stuff. It, it's just madness, just madness. And I, I, I'm telling you, I guarantee you, half the people like him who are still alive, who are in the fifties, if you come up to them and say, "What do you think about Rackman Sword Time?" You'd be like, "Yeah, this is not." This is not what we were going for here. Like, we, we, we were doing this for the clubs. We were doing this for, like, you know, cage dancing or something. We were doing this to be... Be ourselves. To be sexual, right? To yeah, be yeah. perverts. To be, you know, to, yeah. to, to, to do that whole thing. But yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, back in the day, they would have thought about doing that around kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these people were kind of like abused kids themselves, so they wouldn't want to. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think, you know, they would want to. Dude, by the way, Paul just uh, uh, he asked me if he can join. He can join us. Should I it's patch up to you, man. So I patch him in. Yeah, you know, I'll patch him sure. in. Sure. I'll patch him in. Yeah, things get too hairy, you know. Just blame me. Yeah. Let's see. Oh. Good evening. I don't know how I'm going to hear him. I can barely hear you. Hold on. Let's see. He's probably louder than me. Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good Actually, I can hear him much better than you. For me, know. it's for me it's nighttime. I'm I'm in your shalim, but uh What's going well, on? Man, I, I wrote to both of you this morning. I um, I stumbled upon a gentleman this morning uh, as I was getting my coffee in Wynwood, uh -huh. and he's an ex-FBI agent. Okay. And we started talking, and I said, I'm about to ask you a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. You don't have to answer them, but your responses are going to tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, no problem. I can do that. I said, cool. Mm -hmm. So I went through a, a 
a litany of conspiracy, quote unquote, conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And he did not deny one of them. And so here's the list that I went through. Uh, I can said, I ask you, okay. Can I ask you a question quickly before you start the list? How do you know that he was, how did you confirm that he was an ex-FBI? Um, he showed me his credentials. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was with a, a police officer from uh, Miami-Dade huh. uh, who not in clothing at the time. They'd been friends for some 20-some years. That works. Okay. Um, so, and I was there with my dog and my dog is what created the conversation. That's funny. <laughs> Um, but nonetheless, you know, it was, he was like, oh, you have a really nice dog. He's very well trained. Do you train dogs? I said, no. And then, um, I said, you know, uh, I, I think it's all about trust and it's all whatever I say when I'm talking about my dog and how well trained he is. Nonetheless, I said, listen, you know, uh, this and the other, uh, the crypto, we started talking about crypto. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm involved but not in crypto. I, I only do stocks and bonds. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? He goes, because I can't. I said, oh, really? And he says, yeah, I can't get involved because we know the law and the law won't allow us to. And based on the fact that I used to be an FBI agent, uh -huh. I can't be involved in this new business that has not been regulated yet. Interesting. He's not allowed to be involved in crypto. That's, that's interesting. Because it's not regulated. Wow. Um, mm hmm And so he says, now, if I wanted to do this, he says, if I wanted, he, <laughs> uh -huh. um, I would give it to my friend to do it for me. Uh -huh. But I personally can't have anything on the quote unquote books mm -hmm. that would show that I was involved. Uh -huh. I'm like, that's great. I go, I have some weird questions to ask you. And I go, first, are you 32nd? And he goes, oh, no. Are you, are you what? Would you ask? Are you 32nd? And he says, oh, no. Uh -huh. And then I look at the police officer and I said, you? And he goes, I don't know what that is. 32nd degree Mason. Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Exactly what I was going for. And I was just trying to be very uh, inconspicuous about the talk, uh -huh. right? Gotcha. And he said, no, I'm not. And I wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, does this have anything to do with the documentary about the streets of, of Washington, D.C.? Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, it does. And I said, in particular, the Freemasonry location, which is in the top of a pyramid inside the all-seeing eye, which is right at the 33rd degree um, uh, building. And he says, 100%. And I said, that reminds me, I was just yesterday on a jet ski with a friend of mine. And I was driving around Biscayne Boulevard area. And we went towards the beach and we found an island with an obelisk on it. Oh, there's so many obelisks around here, dude. I know. And so he said, he just starts laughing when I said that. And he said the same thing. And I said, man, what's an obelisk for? Don't answer the question. I already know the answer. And he starts laughing again. I go, okay, let's go down further down the rabbit hole. He says, no problem. I said, 1890 to 1920, was there an American eugenic society that was created by the government? And he says, I can't confirm or not confirm that it was the government, but yes, that did exist. And then I said, correct me if I'm wrong, did that information go overseas? 
and stayed there until about 1940, returning with Operation Paperclip. And he says, yes, but not all of it. And I said, but the eugenics part, he goes, oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I said, and then Warner Von Brown, NASA. And he goes, yes. I said, Space Force, it's not new. And he goes, oh, no, not at all. And I said, so it's been around for quite some time. He says, yes, without a doubt. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to get into real, real hard ones. Roddenberry was set in motion with Star Trek to actually push this ideal so that we would later on be okay with it. He just smiled and nodded. Um, at which point I said, uh, GPT-3, alive or not alive? And he says, I can't confirm, but- what, what's, more, G, what's GPT-3? Uh, Google's artificial intelligence, oh, okay. which I just posted an article about how mm -hmm. they're, they're keeping it uh, out of the public eye as being aware as it like, is. You mean like you mean like sentient? Full on sentient. Yeah. They're talking about you're talking about lambda that that whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. GPT three is is uh yeah. is, is lambda GPT three. There's there's a bunch of them out right now. Yeah. I'd say that two or three of them are definitely sentient, and See, two yeah. or three have you, already connected. You, you know how we know it's sentient because CNN has an article entitled "No Comma." Any article entitled "No Comma Google's AI is not sentient." Paul, Paul, Paul I want to stop. The opposite. Paul, I want to <laughs> stop. I want to stop you. Just like pause you for a moment. Sure. We talked about this the last time you were on too. That, yes. Okay. The Freemasons. Okay. They started. So Freemason. I don't think Freemasonry in itself is anything wrong with it. I think it's the closest manifestation of. A Noahide type of culture that existed uh, definitely like in the past. So the, the Freemasonry, the original Freemasonry that started this country, everybody who started this country is a Freemason. This is a Freemason country. Everything that we love about America, everything that we keep talking about, you know, that, we, that we're fighting for, that they took away from us, we're trying to get back, those are all from Freemasons. Those are Freemason ideas. Um, I mean, they are, but what if the idea that you're talking about is part of the process of what they are trying to create, which is to make you believe that the Freemasons were free and that we were never part of England and that we're still not part of England? No, I, I can't. There's a lot of reasons why. Why does America care when the queen gets married? Why does America care? Why does America even give two shits about okay, so anything England or London? Necessarily. No, right. what are you talking? Please. Okay, I want to answer your question, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So America didn't care. This whole country was founded on not caring about anything with the royals or what's going on over there. This is a recent phenomenon. I disagree. Completely disagree. You can look at the history of the United States from its inception and the days that we were separating, we had, we had um, Benjamin Franklin spending time in England. The Freemasonry started in England at the around same time that those people were kicked out of the country. And they were kicked out of the country based on the fact of what? The same thing we're dealing with right now not wanting to pay taxes to the king and creating their own financial system. Okay, they had, 
there, within Freemasonry, there are different rights and there are people who had disagreements with each other. You had Freemasons from different countries warring with each other because their countries were at war with each other. Right. So it's not like, it's, it's not a, a, what's the word? It's not, they don't speak all with one voice. The idea is the way that the American, that the founding fathers used the Freemason ideas, well, you know, they manifested the United States with God's help, okay? Um, and not, obviously not everybody agreed with that, you know, the loyalists, as they called them. Right, in the same way that Australians created their country? No, not at all. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's exactly the same way, except that the only difference is the ideology. There's still a control from England. There's massive control still to this day, BP. I'm saying, look, look, I'm not, what I'm saying is like this, whether or not that's true, okay, the founders did not support that and they didn't create a long, a long con multi-generational conspiracy to make us think that they did. I, I, this is, this, this is where now after the conversation that I had this morning, I will absolutely disagree with you. Okay. So I, believe, I believe that this thing that we're dealing with today is something that has been in, in set in motion for over 500 years. At this point, it could be connected to, you know, what do they call it in London? The, um, the city of I mean, London, the, the city of London, the, the wall street of, uh, England. Exactly. I mean, look, let's go. Let's if you I mean, I'm not trying to get into the anger of, of people uh, when they say, look at the Rothschilds, but look at the Rothschilds. And first look all, at what first of all, they haven't been Jewish since the, the mid 1800s. So, I so know least, that. So if you mention the Rothschilds, it's not anti-Semitic. I know, but a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people think that they are. And yeah, a lot of people yeah. use that as a as a as a as a, a stab, if you yeah, will. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, look at them, look at that family, and look at how much they have created based on paying both sides of a war. And so, and then look at the Bilderberg Group as of the last 10, 15 years. Look at all of these things that are happening. There is absolute control being taken advantage of. Look at look at uh, the the whole. Inf- influx of Edward Bernays and the Freudian conceptual ideas in this country in the 1930s and 40s. All of it is a way of dude, pushing an ideal. Do you know how I know that, that they're, that they're trying, at least trying to control because today they came out with a whole thing of like, you know, all these different banks, investment banks made a um, prognosis for how much they think uh, the Fed will raise, you know, uh, interest rates and the basis points. Mm-hmm. Basis points is basically like a percentage of percent, you know, point of, it's either 0.75 or 0.5. So it's 75 basis points, 50 basis points. So all these different banks, some of them say 75, some of them say 50, right? So they're just giving you the illusion that like they're basically having this whole pill pull, this whole kind of like, you know, internal debate or, 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 you know, they're going back and forth. What should we do? They know exactly what they're going to do. They planned it already way ahead of time, what they were going to do. And, and what they're doing now is basically a controlled demolition of, of the economy where, where they're like, oh, we see that the market is tanking. So, oh my God, what are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to raise interest rates to curb inflation. Yeah. But when you raise interest rates, you also de-incentivize investment. Yeah. You, it's wonderful. You're curbing inflation, but you're de-incentivizing investment. You know, a lot of people are going to go into like, they're going to put their stuff in like, I don't know, savings or something. Like, you know, they're going to take it out of the market. They're going to sell all their stock. They're going to sell all their crypto, whatever. It's all going to tank temporarily and, and they're going to go into some savings stuff, you know, and get like whatever interest from this paltry 
interests like always. And that's how they're taking control, like complete control, because it's it's going to tank. Paul, I want to. I just I just want to say, I'm not arguing that something's been in motion for a long time. What I'm saying is that I have a lot of reason to believe, and I wasn't prepared for this discussion with my with notes and stuff, but I have a lot of reason to believe that the American founding fathers are a renegade group that were trying to found a civilization that was disconnected from all of that. And they were successful at doing that for a while before it started getting seriously corrupt. I mean, they started chipping away at it straight from the beginning, okay? But the, the wars that they fought, the, the things that they did, the steps that they took were so different than everybody that you're talking about, right? That they became, America became like target number one for all of these people, all the royals, all the, yeah. you know, all of these families that, that you know, that uh, finance both sides and all this eugenics, all this shit. These guys were not about that. I've, I mean, I can tell when someone is bullshitting because what they do is they, they create a facade, okay? But when they live a life a certain way, and they constantly write about something. You can tell when writing is bullshit and when writing yeah, yeah. is read, read, read the Federalist, Federalist the, Papers. The Federalist Papers. It's not. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to say I got 10 more seconds. Okay. And then the fact that um, it was the founding fathers that began the, the destruction of slavery in the world. They didn't, they didn't cause slavery. They ended it. Yeah. And that was... That was the biggest. You can't say that. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, I can say that, and I am saying that. Washington had slaves. Washington had slaves. He freed them upon his death. Do you understand? Hold on a second, dude. Upon his death. Speak up, Paul. Paul, you're, you're you're approaching something really unreasonably. You, you know, with your twentieth, with twenty twenty first century, you know, sensibilities. You're going back. 280 years when everything, hold on a sec, hold on. Every single person, if you read, if you listen to Thomas Sowell, slavery was the economy in those days. Everybody, there was no way that, that just the idea, there were black slave owners that if you were say, if you were to say to them, uh, slavery is going to be abolished, they would start panicking. They wouldn't know what to do. They thought that you were going to destroy their business. And that's how every slave owner in the entire earth felt. And when they saw what happened, when they saw that Jefferson and Washington and Benjamin Franklin and all of these people were writing about the abolishment of slavery, it was actually similar in a very small way to the way people are talking about like gasoline engines. Like oil. I was, like I was just going to say like oil. People yeah. don't, you know, they, people they start like, panicking. Because what else, are, gonna, what else are we going to do? It's like, I can't hold, on, I'll say this. hold on. And I'll say this. And in the same way that those same people have great intention. The financial dollars that pushed what happened made the country what it is. So whether or not you have- Dude, the country was not built on slavery. Everything that the slaves built was absolutely annihilated in the civil war. There's not a single brick left that they built. Oh my God. There's, there's, oh my God. Yeah, oh my God, that's right, that's right. So much. I love you so much, and I love your patriotism. 
I absolutely adore your patriotism. But, but. You are absolutely in love with the oligarchy. Because what you're saying to me, there's a very good, there's a good, there's a really good uh, cartoon. I think you love the oligarchy. I let you talk. Let me finish. Paul, Paul, Paul. I think you're. No, 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 no. Paul, Paul, Paul. I didn't say anything about you. I think, I want to, I want to retort. I think you're in love with the oligarchy. I am. I am 100%. I am massively in love with them. Uh, But for all the wrong reasons, my friend. the what I'm saying here is this: There's a really good a cartoon that came out some years ago that shows um, some people running around a track. Have you seen this? It's uh, two 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 uh, two white kids, and they start running, and and the 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 gun goes off, and the two African American kids are left to the side. And as the white kids are running around the track, not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five times, finally in the 1940s, 50s, the black kids are allowed to run too. So you're telling me that all these people and all the slave owners and all the multi barons that came out of slave ownership and the money that they created and or the change of the 13th amendment, which is still the same, which means if you do something wrong in this country, we still have slavery in this country and it's on the 13th Amendment. Go read it. So what you're telling me is that all of my ideas are completely fascist <laughs> and that the ideas that we're talking about, yeah, we need to look at them differently. I'm asking you, you're telling me to go back 200 and some odd years. You're saying I read what they wrote. I'm saying, how do you know I saw what they did? Dude, even, listen, listen. When, when, how, 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 let me ask two questions. When did the Civil War happen? In the 1880s. 1865. So 100 years after the, uh, the ratification of the country, right? So 18, that's what you're saying. 1865. So uh, 100 years. Less than, like less than 100 years. All right, less than 100 years. Okay, and then, and then when did... How many when, Americans died for the, in that civil war? Five five hundred thousand, I believe. Six hundred thousand, pretty close. I was off by hundred thousand. I'm sorry. A lot, a lot of people died in that war. I know that, man. I'm not, I'm not condemning the fact that five hundred thousand people died in the war. I'm not, I'm not going against that. I'm not saying that there weren't people who believed. I'm not saying that there, we haven't had people who have believed in wars in the past that were fraudulent wars like Vietnam. I mean, we went to Vietnam on a white flag event that we created. And that's a proven fact, Frank. So there's lots of things that this country has done. And, and, and to go back to my FBI conversation, the statement is this. The United States will never have dirt on their face and we will do whatever it takes to take that dirt off. And we don't care what it takes. Those were his exact Paul, 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 words. Here's the, Paul, here's the problem. And I was talking to the, about this with uh, a lady. She's not Jewish, but she works to help Israel and stuff like that. And we're talking about just the education system and everything. And I was saying how, like, um, you know, there are people in America, it seems, that believe. I'm not saying that you're, you're one of them, but they, the way that they behave, they believe that America is not, um, you know, uh, capable of, of tshuva. Of, of repentance, meaning 
that, that mm. okay, we did a lot of all this stuff in the past. All this stuff was done. Okay. No, but we're still, no, but, but hold on, hold on. No, no, no offense, Steve. Like, we're still like doing you have, you have to, no, you have to pay reparations, 14 trillion. You have to like destroy the economy. You have to marginalize family, you know, like the family structure. You have to, you know, make everything that's like vile into into you know the norm and everything that's normal into into like i don't know misogynist and this and this and this, and this. no but i mean look at look that's at look at what happened look at look at just the idea of the end of slavery and then the beginning of redlining it's 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 in par with itself look at the way that look at everything that was created to keep the african-american in check even liberia in africa is something that we created so that we, i didn't create it paul you created it i didn't create it yeah who created it i wasn't it? there i wasn't there I no wasn't i there. <laughs> we we as a country no we didn't none of we didn't. No, not a single american that you're going to speak to in your entire life said yeah i took part in creating liberia well there's the government and then there's, and then there's no this. i'm saying this government that we are so proud of did no, who's, we're not who's of proud of it we're not part of it we're never Paul, Paul, do you know who? Do you know who the Paul ruined? Who ruined black American, uh, black men's lives? Actually, the Democratic Party did. The, these guys who created the welfare and all this kind of stuff, and, and you know, they took the black men out. But of, that, but, out but of that's that's the, now that's going into the concept of Russia coming in and breaking in the America's family through the through the back end. That's what that whole concept is, right? Paul, can I? I want to. I want to say the whole something. idea of communism and bringing in socialism. That whole concept. Is something that was brought in after the 80s. It's not, it's not just that. Hang on a second. Paul, I see I see where we're see we're we're speaking past each other. I see where the where the mix-up is. Can I just can I fix this for a second? Sure. By all means. The founding fathers, people when the people talk about them, they talk about them like they're God who they, they that they set the everything into motion and that they were able to control everything. The founding fathers were a tiny little group of men who mm -hmm. were constantly worried that they're going to be pulled out of their house and hung because of the not, stuff that not, they not only that they wanted to restrict their own power which is why washington didn't even want to be the president because he's like i don't want to be the, another monarch okay i, I, I know this wait wait wait, know wait, this. wait 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 hold on hold on okay so their ideas were horrifically unpopular because sure. most people wanted the, we're talking about the non-government people at that time. They, you know, that's like saying, you know, you can't operate your business because you can't have slaves. You understand? They were, they understood what they were saying when they said that. They understand how insane that sounded to literally any like body on that, earth. It's like today when we go and say the schmaxine is, uh, you know, not, people tell me, dude, you, sweet, you sound nuts when you say the schmaxine is, you know, whatever, schmenocide, schmolocaust, all that kind of stuff. So when I say America, I'm talking about the stuff that they tried to make happen and that they had like a shocking amount of success in pushing against the entire world. And, sure. and the world pushed back instantaneously. So, but the, but the, but the, but the miracle was that they started, uh, they started a trend which all the powers of the world were absolutely in terror of and they're still in terror of today that the so echo the echo of their success still strikes fear into the heart of china of all of the, the european powers of all of these uh tyrannical uh you know statist regimes they're all the same 
just a bunch I truly, of names. I truly believe, Frank, that that whole concept is something that was brought to bear by the same people. I, 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 that's such a, you know, I, I hate I know. to sound like, I hate to sound like Carl Sagan, <laughs> you know, but uh, extraordinary so claims ex require extraordinary evidence, you know? The extraordinary evidence, I already gave it to you. I already told you that money is what came. What, we're, the, the only thing that man really cares about is, is control. Money is really not the issue. It's all about control. We don't, man doesn't really care about anything else. And as long as man has control, man will take control in whichever way, shape, or form he can get it. Hence, going back to the conversation with the FBI agent who said, no matter what, we will not get dirt on our face. So we will do whatever it takes When he to says look we, good. he's probably talking about the government. He's talking about the government, of course. Yeah, and so the government, the government we have now is not America. It's not. It's not America. It's, it's not the founding. Sort of, it's some sort it, of. It has I know been it's been a long time. I, but it hasn't been for a long, long time. I know that. I even venture to say that it hasn't been the same since the sixties. Dude, the only since the only before, thing, since reason right why, after right after JFK. And I and I'd even venture to say that it was before that because well if you get into MK Ultra and you get into the actual stuff that was going on with Kim Kesey you get into the stuff that was going on with all of the people who were using you go a little bit further back and you look at Hollywoodism and you look at, at, at why why Hollywood was taken away from the Jews hey, that so that the CIA had control and they could they could they could push their concepts and I tell you can I tell you what the success of real America is, mm -hmm. real America is, is the founding fathers and the, the spirit and the idea that they no. stamped no. so deeply, yeah. hold on, hold yeah. on, into the people that the people will never give up their guns and the majority uh, embrace God. Those are the two biggest crimes in the history of humanity. Uh, if you ask all the people that you're talking about, all these government, you know, uh, these ter these people who want to control, right? They hate the founding fathers because they created a situation that makes it impossible for them to grab control. They gave people the idea that don't ever give up your guns and don't ever give up your relationship with God, right? That's the right. enemy. And people right. are going to that. That's America. And I agree with you, but the America that you're talking about is on its last leg. It's been on its last leg every generation. No, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. I'm sorry. There was an ideal in the 1920s and the 1930s of this country to make the best man you could and to push the ideal further. It was until oh. the 19. It wasn't until the 1940s and 50s, man. I'm going to say it again. Edward Bernays changed this country. Oh. Freud changed this country. Paul, can I ask you a question? And mm -hmm. I know that you have, but how much time have you spent in a non-blue city? Mm. A lot. Okay, so the time, personally, the times that I've spent in non-blue places, uh, I've met people who, many, many people, whom that ideal is still, some, is still something that they're trying to do. See, they're not showing on TV, what's actually going on with the majority of people. But that no. idea is still very, very much alive. And, and Paul, people are more religious than ever. And 
there's more guns owned by Americans than has ever, ever been before. That's what this is what I believe. Trying to repeal everything, do everything short of repealing to a sure. This is why I believe the one of the things that I believe that if if a a Russia or a China or a something were to come to the border or the uh, the the line of water in which we stand, I promise you, every American that has a gun will be on that. Will yeah, be on that. Be, it'll be like Ukraine, Ukraine on steroids. You know how Ukraine yeah, now is like, it'll be give like everybody Ukraine a gun on... and like, let's fight back to Russia. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. That, that right there is our ultimate power, right? Our first and second amendment right in this country truly is what this whole thing is about. Our, uh, <laughs> the, the right to be able to say what you want and the right to defend what you say. America. That's America. That's, that's America, about. man. That's America. And I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Those ideals that we're talking about are the America that we are still trying to hold on to. Uh, what a lot of the people on January 6th were trying to uh, uh, bring back on some level. And uh, yeah, it's it's a very we're in a very very weird space right now now let me let me go back to this conversation with the fbi guy because i asked about the sentience of a computer and he agreed and then i asked him if we are in a simulation and um how long has that been going on and he said that we've been in the simulation for a lot longer than you think when you say we're in a simulation, what do you mean? Literally. We yeah, are in... Conducted by who? Conducted by who? Hashem or government or who? So from what I'm gathering out of the conversation, because it was very open, if you will, um, I believe that the Hashem version of things has been manipulated by those who have the power to do so. And uh, it goes even further when it goes into uh, people that are from other dimensions that are involved in our daily process. Mm -hmm. The Sitra Akhra, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Exactly what it is. And so the, this, this group, if you want to call it that, are very much at wanting to do whatever it takes to keep the power. So I asked him about AUAG. AUAG usually stands for silver and gold. Mm -hmm. But AUAG is actually known as the Australian antigen virus. And uh, it's going to be released very soon. And the other thing that was a topic of conversation was the rainbow event in Colorado that's happening mid-July. And that's the one. Yeah, it's the 50th anniversary of rainbow. It's the 50th anniversary of the idea of freedom of... Uh, 50th level of Tuma, basically. Yeah. And freedom. And Freedom, freedom, true freedom, true freedom from freedom. No, free, free. The, the rainbow, the rainbow has always been part of the Hopo and Opono, right? The, the 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 Indian tribe, 
And it wasn't until recently that Rainbow decided to become a 501c3 and become a religion. And there's a lot of people who are old Rainbow who want nothing to do with that because that was never the concept of Rainbow. The idea of Rainbow was a place for all to be concluded, for all to be accepted, for all to be loved and to love the earth and to uh, leave it the way you, the way you came. Um, and in turn, the Rainbow family, if you will, has become less Rainbow and more anarchists. A lot of people who are hiding from government, a lot of people who don't want to do any or have anything to do with government. And so the government is very wary of people who are involved in that. Unlike the fact that they are cool with people going to Burning Man. And that Burning Man is actually part of the ideal that they are creating. So that's, that's what I believe is the future. And if you want to go seven or eight years in the future, um, I truly believe that we are going to be wearing helmets and they are going to be a helmet which has a VR, AR uh, uh, capability so that you can walk around the streets, have conversations with whoever you want, and never have to listen to the outside world while you put your VR or AR world on top of whatever you're walking around on. Augmented reality, I see that. Um, yeah, sure, sure. And a really good, for those who are listening and want to see it, there's a really good uh, YouTube video called Hyper Reality which was made by this amazing Japanese artist, which gives a conceptual idea of what AR would look like in the future when we just walk around with these um, glasses slash helmets slash whatever. The reason people aren't going to wear glasses in AR is because as AR gets more involved, you are going to be able to place whatever world on top of the world that you're in. So you're going to map out the world and you can place whatever. If you want to walk around in Candyland, that's your gig. That's what you do. If you want to walk around where everybody looks like an ogre, that's your gig. That's what you do. Well, that's what this whole meta then, metaverse thing is about. Like, like even the, even the, co the coins that people buy, uh, all these different right. meta, meta tokens, uh, you, you're right. it's money you're spending in that environment. That, uh, right in essence right so if you want to get really technical about what the meta is and what and not meta because meta is facebook but if we want to talk about the verses right of the meta verses because there's many universes within the metaverse um the idea here is to have ownership of your own ip in other words if i'm on facebook and i say something that Facebook doesn't like, then they'll just give me a 30 day ban and they are still making money off of my old posts and money off of anything else I've said in the past. And I don't see color at it. Whereas in the future, um, they will have a much different uh, way of doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Sorry, I lost your uh, the sound here. Let me. I think somebody was yeah, trying to call me. Is what happened? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Frank, you still there? So still that's here. what I think is going to happen. They're going to try to make it happen, but it's not. They're not. It's. I, I, I don't know what's going on with my sound, but I just lost sound with you guys. Let me let me call back in. Greg. Yes, sir. Why can I hear him better than you? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's because I'm I'm on my laptop and there's like a I'm just speaking. Can you hear better now? Is it better now? A tiny bit, yeah. I'm just because I'm on my I'm using headphones because it's very late and uh Oh, you're talking low because it's late. Okay, that, that yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. It is. Yeah. There's a roommate here, so I don't want to like infuriate him. You know, he's chilled out guy but yeah i'm looking at this australian antigen thing neonatal hepatitis syndrome what is this some article from 1974 this is crazy did you hear about this no i what i was about to tell paul hopefully Uh he he calls back in right Uh i'll repeat it if he successfully calls back in but Mm -hmm. you know there's always a chance that this guy was just fucking with him yeah, I was, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say, how do you know this guy wasn't just trying to have like a whole mind F, you know? He's like, oh, let me just F with this conspiracy theorist <laughs> on the beach or whatever. Yeah, whatever he I'm going to just know. tell all this guy that I just met all yeah. the secrets, yeah. all the inner secrets of, yeah. you know, yeah. the inner circle. But, um... Hello? But we're operating like he's telling the truth, you know? Yeah. We can, we can have a discussion of these concepts. I don't mean Paul. I mean that FBI agent. Yeah, yeah. Paul, you I'm back. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Paul, we were, wanted to ask you, how do you know that this guy wasn't just like decided on the spot to just mess with a quote unquote conspiracy theorist and just kind of um, play along with. Uh... Yeah. One of the things that he said was a lot of people would believe that these are conspiracy theories, but they're not. And we know that now because of released documents. And I said, I didn't want to sound like one. And everything that I've mentioned to you is something that I've read from a release document. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, look, I have a friend of mine who is a computer uh, engineer, works with uh, artificial le- uh, learning and machine learning. And this was six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was in New York and he had shown me at the time a um in his in his uh uh, apartment what he was working on and all you had to do was stand in front of his computer in front of the uh camera Mm -hmm. and it would scan you and after that it would tell you everything that you wanted to know about you i mean literally everything i mean it knew my birth it knew where i was from it knew my Mm -hmm. my most posted videos it knew every single thing that was me now the government already has this and they use it with the police. The police has the ability to go through any and all social media with just a photo and be able to um, find out everything they wanna know about you and find out anything that has to do with any kind of subversive, you know, the 300 word list. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, and that's six, seven years ago. Good no, God. We, we, know, we, we know that's, the- you know that that kind of stuff you know that's been out 
that's not a cons that's never been a conspiracy theory. I mean, that's that's well known. That that's. I think everything that I mentioned to you, other than alien control, uh, has been verified. There's not a moment that I said to you that I don't think is a verified moment. Um, and that's what's that's 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 the the crux of the conversation. I think in the end, it's not so much about patriotism, America, or this or that. It's who's controlling what side of the story, and what are we getting? And I truly believe they're controlling every side of the story. The FBI, the FBI, and the CIA have their own internet. The crux of this discussion is is the, the claim that you made that the founding fathers were in on it. I believe that the founding fathers definitely were part of the allowance of being able to be let go had uh, some had some uh, some so finger. Some, in, you're saying there's some conditions. They were saying, we're going to let yeah, you do exactly. this by yourself, well, but you have to- Sure, we'll let you go be your country. Sure, we'll let you go do whatever you want. But look, as soon as you get big enough, we're not going to let you get bigger. Uh, and then, hey, we're going to do that anyways. And then it's like, okay, well, you can do that as long as you report to us, or as long yeah. as you do this for us. You know, they as fought long. another war, 1812. Yeah. That I didn't go well for them either. I just said what happened in both wars, but you can say whatever you want, Frank. I didn't hear. I didn't hear you, dude. You're cutting out. Basically, basically, the idea is that when they first wanted to separate, they were said they they were told they come with conditions, and those conditions are you can't get any bigger. And when they did try to get bigger, there were more conditions that were put into play. That's what I think happened. Do I believe that the founding fathers really wanted to have freedom? Do I believe that they wanted to be a better country create a better ideology for human existence yes does that come with a price yes does that come with those who are owners yes and it's proven because we're living in the system that we're in now and if it weren't then we'd be in a different system okay so, so so we're so basically our our disagreement is how did it get to this point you think that the founding fathers accepted certain conditions as a compromise, and it, just, it just snowballed. That's what he says. And I, I think I think it happened differently. But other, I mean, that's just my new. That's that's a nuance at this. Whether point. what gentlemen, whether or not it happened differently or not, we, we we understand that in terms of you know, I can tell you as a person who you know, and Frank, you were born here, but I can tell you as a person who came from the Soviet Union, that the things that were taught in school, even in the eighties and nineties, and you know this, mm -hmm. Paul, as well, in terms of making, you know, teaching us about the Constitution, Federalist Papers, just in high school, civics, or even in college government classes, that was paramount. Today, I don't know, I don't know if it's paramount in every classroom in America. It's not, it's not. So no, in not. some it is, in some it isn't, and they're trying to chip away at it to the point where Michael Moore, you know, is like, we're just, we, we don't want, you know, sensible gun ownership, we just want to repeal 2A completely, Right. you know? That's where, so, so at least, you know, I mean, granted, you could say this all started, I don't know, 100, let's just say 100 years ago or whenever it started, but really it started ramping up right when they started with, with the, you know, with the education system, which you're talking, I mean, they really started doing it really when all the hippies from the 60s became professors in the 70s. Boom, exactly. So and wait, so, wait, that goes, so that's really then that won't, 
hold on, but that only goes towards what I was saying earlier about the ideal that was created by MK Ultra, by uh, Edward Bernays. All of it is part of that same storyline. That's already a 20th century. Uh, yeah, it's already a 20th yeah, century. Yeah, we're talking Bernays about- was, no, Bernays was in the 30s, no? He was in the 30s. Yeah, 30s and 40s, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's when it started. But you have to think about it before that. When did- yeah. When did the Jews go to go go to Hollywood? When did they create Hollywood? Yeah. And, unfortunately, and so, unfortunately, Bernays was also Jewish. I hate to fair. I know. Situation. I know. It's, it's but that's but, but that that just that just goes to talk about exactly the Jew as a Jew. I mean, that goes into uh, well, well. There's a special term for who you're talking about. It's not really Jew. There's a special, yeah. very very special segment. Uh, that kind of trails along with us yeah, that we get associated with. It's called the air of rock. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you, we talk about it a lot in these, uh, in these conversations. I don't know how much you've read about it, but basically there's a phenomenon that exists in the Jewish people. And it started from, uh, well, definitely it started from Mount Sinai. When, 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 when Moshe took out the children of Israel, Sure. Uh, there were almost as many Egyptians from the Egyptian aristocracy and the priesthoods that mm -hmm. came along with with the Jews because they, you know, they saw what was going on. They saw the writing on the wall, and they wanted yep. to be part. They wanted to be part of the winning team. Let's put it that yep. way. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. So, so every anybody who was present at Mount Sinai, including those guys became Jews, became part of the Jewish people. Now, our tradition tells us that even though they were very numerous at Mount Sinai, but however, when they manifest, when this entity, the Erev Rav manifests in subsequent generations, they manifest as a few individuals, but with tremendous power. Power, yep. I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll That's, take that. Hollywood is, a Rob capital. 100%. I mean, they were, they did everything they could to not be Jewish. They went out of their way That's to change the names of Jews to make them actors. They went out of their way to divorce their wives and, and marry women and change their names to American white names. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Gentlemen, you know, you know, you know, know what funny. happened? Do you know what happened to, uh, two days ago? Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was gonna say, do you know what happened two days ago? You know they had the uh, Tony Tony Awards. Yep. And the main presenter, the Tony, not that I watched the Tony Awards, but somebody sent me a clip. Uh, the main presenter was Billy Crystal, you know, our favorite, uh, you know, New York Jewish comedian, whatever. Delightful Billy Crystal. Yeah, and he and he sang a song. He goes, "Let me sing a song, uh, like a show tune, but in Yiddish." He's like, "You're never gonna Oof. hear this. This is very rare." So he's doing this whole thing in Yiddish, and then he's just doing this whole thing of like, oh, you know, oh, all the people in the in the balcony. I'm not going to come up there. He's like, Jew, uh, what does he say? Something like uh, stairs are a nightmare for a Jewish Jew for a Jew. Stairs, you know, climbing up stairs. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, my God, this this is what people, this is the Jew that people are going to see that the world, that New York, that Hollywood, that that this whole thing sees yep. this old Jew. In speaking Yiddish, talking about how he can't climb upstairs, you know this Nebi thing. Yep. 
Yep. And I'm just like, that's like peak arrow rub right there. It's like, yep. it's like, it's like just, ugh, I couldn't even watch it. I, I literally. You know, Greg, Greg and yeah. Paul. Yeah. It's yeah. just something that you could, before we get too far away from it, you said, you said it, Paul, that actually uh, when Chazal, the, you know, the, the rabbis uh, who bring the tradition, they say, how do you identify an Arab rob? It's a Jewish person who is in a very, very high position, who is not religious. And, and here's, the, here's the main thing. They do what they can to pull Jews away from Torah observance and having a relationship with God. Done. Yep. Yep. That's 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 uh, that's the era of our calling card. So you're right. One hundred percent. No, I know. I, no, listen, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be grand pubastic at all. You know, I, I've spent so many years, like you guys have, talking about this and looking at it, and it's as apparent as night and day to me. I can see it. Like I can see. I can definitely see the forest from the trees. It's, it's, it's right there in front of us. And for those of the, those people who are out there in the world who are like, oh, hey, we're going to go back to normal. Things are going to be okay. Don't worry about it. It's like, man, I could, I've, I've seen some lost people in my day. I've been one of them. But you guys are losing it. When you think that the people who are at the top even give a rat's ass about your life. They don't. They only want you here so they can make money from you. And now that they don't need you anymore because there's robots coming, they're definitely going to do everything they can to wipe the earth with as much of the earth as possible. You know, people, a, people always ask, uh, why would people uh, kill or destroy their, you know, the people that the very people that vote for them? They're destroying their own electorate. And I and, and we always say, like, you're assuming there's going to be elections. Exactly. After they're done with us, you're assuming elections is still going to be a thing. What do you think? Right. Like, and that's a, that's a, the, the thing they, to me. They don't want to accept me, that. They don't, they can't accept that they're they're that it's done. The thing to me is that people actually believe in elections still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with just that, with just two thousand mules, just that movie alone, yeah. with what happened last, with with the last election, yeah. and the and the fact that they have so much. Uh, data and the fact and that Dick, and the fact that Dick Cheney's daughter is like, oh, this has been debunked. Really, it was debunked in like uh, two weeks. Wow, that's really impressive. It was quick. <laughs> it was like really, it was really fast. They're really good at this. Is debunking. They do. They're getting very just like, good. At just like the court cases that were brought. You know, they're like, oh, look, all the court cases were thrown out. I'm like, really? I didn't even see a docket. I didn't even see. Yeah, I didn't even documents. know that it went to. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know it went to court. Who were the lawyers? Who were the judges? Like. I, I, did we see it on TV? Like what? 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 No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. I mean, look at the. Uh, the this was something that the FBI said to me. He goes, "Do you remember the senator that uh, had uh, uh, made some, made a one a girl pregnant some years ago, about six, seven years ago?" Yeah. Do you remember this? Um, the senator who made a girl. Pregnant. Senator who got a woman pregnant. The woman uh, disappears, and uh, then she's found dead. Interesting. In her apartment. Okay. And the senator never spoke another word about it. We heard about it on the news once. Oh. And he's like, who do you think made that disappear? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, it starts with a C and it ends with an A. Starts with a what? Starts with a what? Starts oh, with a C, C, ends with an A. Oh, C. Yeah, yeah listen. 
There's an I in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and that's when he said to me, the United States people, the government, i.e., will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, to get to what they want. Okay, but they hold on, want. I've been quiet for a little bit. I just wanted to say that, going back, that the United States is not the government. It never was. No, I know that. It's the people and the government who is now not even hiding an illegal entity, a, a foreign, non-American entity completely. They're not even hiding. They're just completely dismantling the country. So, yep. so yeah, so that foreign entity, which claims to be the, uh, you know, the government. Yeah, I agree. You're right. That, that they are doing all that crap. But right. You know, 100% they are. And, and, and so the question is, why? And I truly believe what's going to happen, and this is something that someone said to me recently, and I was like, wow, that's intense. It's all about being able to get the WHO to have complete control. Once the WHO has complete control, then they can come in and they can shut down the country. Yeah, but, but them in what army? That's what I'm trying to say. That's, that's what I'm the, trying to understand. What, the, what UN, the UN, the entire UN army against... Yeah, 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 man. The whole entire so UN army like comes, comes against the United States with the with World Health Organization, which is why the World World World, World Health Organization is what they can now to get as much power as they can. Dude, the only thing that you know, if that's really what they're trying to do, then I would suspect that they're that the main conspiracy is against the UN army <laughs> because those are they're gonna die if they come on American soil. Well, I mean, or, or what you're gonna have is a civil war of people who are going against themselves, just like they did yeah. recently over masks and a smack scene. Yeah. So if you already have already controlled the, um, the, 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 the line of what is being heard and seen, and you already have a bunch of people in the streets fighting each other over a mask, over uh, 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 something that's 99.98% uh, survivable. Yeah. When you bring something that's 70%, the world goes to crap. Yeah. I think that, that what you're talking about occurs primarily in blue cesspools, yeah. but in the majority of the country, uh, you know, the flyover states, you know, the hillbillies and the rednecks, they don't. You know, they're not really falling for it that much. And that's true. When I was traveling um, over, because I traveled 20,000 miles during COVID, the, the two years that it was happening, right? I left on March 19th and I didn't stop for a year and a half. And in that time, I can say to you that in the States like California was insanity. But as soon as you went up North in California, no insanity. Then Texas and Houston, crazy people. As soon as you went to the small little towns, nobody cared. Um, as long as you were in the Midwest and the, and the north of the country, nobody cared. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Florida, nobody cared yeah. for the entire time. Yeah. There were, there were, it was absolutely insane to me. Like, I remember this was a very cool uh, moment that happened. We videotaped 
driving around Rodeo Drive. And this was two months before anything was really bad. And two months later on the news, the news reporters are like, oh, they had to board up the buildings because the because people were going to go crazy. Huh? No, they didn't. They board this up like three months ago because they knew it was coming. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny, but the stuff that happens in Rodeo Drive, the stuff that happens in New York City and Chicago and Detroit, you know, the blue cesspools, California, South, sure. Southern California, sure. um, the media, the Citra Akhra, you know, propaganda branch, they want people to think that that's what's happening everywhere. You know, stuff that's happening in a couple of little dots, you know, on the map, they want people to feel that that's, that's what's happening. That's really the reality. That's really the reality. Mm. That signature Citra Akhra. I just wanted to connect it for a second to what you said before. You were talking to the FBI agent and you're talking about the simulation. Now, that's actually true. And it has been going on for quite a long time. Actually, it's been going on for 5,782 years. Sure. Because that's literally what is described as, as happening. We lived, in a, we lived in, a, in a real reality. That's what we were born into. And then when we, we bit a fruit, right? We tasted something, right? Mm -hmm. That created, and, and, and actually Rabbi Baxt, uh, he, he describes it as a virus, as a mind virus, where this virus itself that was contained within this quote unquote fruit, right? This metaphor of the fruit, it brought us down into this, reality that we've been in since and we've been trying to get out of it um, what fights us is the citra akhra because the citra akhra designed this reality for it. this whole matrix metaphor is just really describing what the torah has been talking about since day one now um the re the name of the reality that we lived in before right if we really want to translate it uh accurately by meaning not the literal word but the meaning of the word it was it was called objective reality mm -hmm. it was called truth and falsehood it was clearly visible like you said you could see the you know you could the forest from the trees it was clear okay what we were immersed in after we bit the fruit is called the subjective reality the reality of good and evil because good and evil are opinions they're subjective before that we didn't need to deal with good and evil because we had truth and falsehood Okay, so, so we've, been, we've been in the matrix way, 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 way longer than the FBI agent uh, can possibly imagine. And, mm. and what's been happening, the work that people have been doing, people who have been observing commandments, whether Jews or non-Jews, uh, who have been doing good work since that time, uh, we, don't see, we don't see it yet, but we've been peeling off the layers of the Sitra Akhra, and uh, essentially everything is set for the big reveal. Mm -hmm. but while, that's, while that's happening, the Sitra Akhra is molting a new cocoon for us. Yep. It's and called that cocoon, meta, meta headsets, everything you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, so here's, here's a, a, a different competing concept for you. 
and I, I'm just going to give you the analogy really quickly. It goes like this. The beginning of uh, the human evolutionary step within technology, we learn how to wield fire. And while we're wielding, wielding fire, we get to this idea that uh, we start telling stories. So fire ends up becoming a place for us to tell stories, to learn, to grow, and to share our ideas. And then the idea of the use of technology to get to the place where we can be that of conscious light. So I think that part of the journey that we're on is to infuse technology into us to the point where we are half human, half something else. And if I believe in the five war theory, the first of the five wars is an ideological war based on religion. The second is an ideological war based on acceptance or non-acceptance of technology into your body. The third is when man finally realizes that robots are taking over and we try to beat the robots. The fourth is when the robots come back and beat the fuck out of us. And the fifth is when a transhumanistic man and a transhumanistic robot finally come together and create something new. What that is, I'm not sure, but I believe that that is our transitional space of what we're headed towards. And if we look at technology, technology is not going to slow down. It's, it just won't. The only thing that's going to stop technology is us killing ourselves. And that could very well happen by opening the Pandora's box of artificial intelligence and machine learning. We don't know yet. And that's why I think that, you know, um, Elon Musk is so scared of, of the technology in and of itself. And he yeah. says it constantly. Yeah, so, yeah he knows. Yeah. And he, he owns OpenAI. I mean, he owns it. He knows what he's talking about. He knows that there is a power that is coming that is so strong and so uh, overbearing that it's going to literally transform the entire planet. And, it's, it, and, and I have, for the last year and a half, been so heavy in the metaverse, in the, in the uh, idea of Web3, I can see it happening. I mean, there's what $235 billion that was put into the web three space in the last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, no, you it's, know, it's funny when you say that because I just spoke to a few people who think that, uh, you know, people who really haven't really, really researched the crypto space in terms of the projects, not the coin, right. but the projects that are going on. And sure. this one guy's like, Oh, it's pump and dump, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, that's all he knows. And I said, right please, for the love of God, go research Web 3.0. I mean, there's some amazing things happening, it's Svee. It's I mean, insane. I met a woman, I met a woman who's doing a, uh, an NFT project with plastics that she's grabbing, that she, so she has a company that grabs plastics from the ocean. Mm -hmm. She's taking those plastic and she's making one-of-one -one NFT swimwear. So mm -hmm. that's just one thing, right? Then there's other people who are selling um, diamonds, gold, silver as NFTs and then holding them for you or sending them to you. And there's a whole new chain that's called a secret chain, which is, you know, just like any other blockchains out there. But this one is based for those who want to own something and not be known on the blockchain. Because much of the blockchain is very much open-ended and shows everybody exactly what's going on where because the ledgers are open for everybody to read. 
And if you follow the numbers, you can follow the money. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. Many people have done it. Everybody thinks it's like quote unquote anonymous, but it's not so anonymous. Actually, Listen, it, it, the thing is, if you have a, like, are, yeah. right. I mean, look, there's a wallet, a wallet address that starts yeah. having lots of money come in and lots of money come out and my wallet that goes to another wallet that goes to another wallet that you can mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, you yeah. can find it yeah. and because can, all, all, every transaction, guy and you'll find it. Right. The transactions are there. The transactions are there. And so you can't unless you're lock. Using, unless you're using something like Monero or similar things, even then, you know, you're talking about the privacy coins. Yeah, I mean, look at look and at like, then, uh, look at guys like Coffeezilla on YouTube. I don't know if you watch him, but uh, Coffeezilla, what he does is he goes and he finds projects and literally destroys them, destroys them. As in, so he, why this is bad and why. Yeah, he shows exactly what, like, he shows, oh, look at this wallet and look at how much money's in it and look at what happened on this day and then look at the next day and what happened to that wallet and how that empty, how it got emptied out and this, that, and the other. And if just follow the money. Oh, this guy, yeah, he talks about what Celsius is collapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. That was the last one I just posted on my on my page. But his, his whole thing is about Tether. Mm-hmm. And Tether has been lying since day one. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they never released their. They never. They never released their. Um, and when they uh, did supply, supply. Well, not only that, they also never released their full bank statements. They would always get audited, and when they got audited, they would get audited by a third party company that they owned. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I keep hearing know, that the only legit stable coin right now is not to get too deep into this whole thing, but uh, it's USDC. That's the only sort of yeah, legit one I, that everybody I, trusts. I disagree. I disagree completely. Um, that's, that's, I think the only real coin that has any weight or value is Bitcoin. No, I'm talking about sta- as far as stable coin goes. It goes, you know, when you, yeah, when, you when you exchange Bitcoin for a dollar equivalent. Uh, right, okay, well, in that case, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that USDC, I, listen, anything that's called a stable coin that's yeah, grabbing stable. money from a fiat currency is not yeah. stable money. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> Pretending to be the dollar while you're trading. It's pretending it's to be. A, it's trying to be a currency that actually is backed by something. Yeah, but the, but but the, the problem is the dollar is not backed by anything. Back, it's not backed by anything. The dollar is yeah. not. The yeah. dollar used to be right. What was it? Yeah. 68, 69. That's when we got off the you're, gold. You're trying to. You're you're trying to imitate a homeless man. <laughs> exactly. 100 percent that's the best way to look at it it's like i'm gonna be homeless but i'm gonna pretend i'm rich that's living my life bro i already took that one no offense i was gonna say no offense to paul (laughs) no bro that's my life man look at me i mean look at my life right i have no money i'm broke as hell but i travel around the world i go on jet ski like yesterday i was on a jet ski for five hours hanging out with my dog had a great day traveled all over the place met a guy the guy is a, a, a dealer. He grows, um, you know, different types of substances. And he gave me a chocolate bar of mushrooms that usually cost like $90. I didn't, I didn't pay for that. I live an existence of a rich billionaire in the body of a poor man. But I have that ability because I have nothing. And I think that it goes down to that statement that the man who has nothing is the man to fear because he has nothing to lose. And since I have nothing to lose, I have no reason in caring. And that's not a bad thing. 
I feel like, by the way, Frank is silent because he doesn't know anything about crypto. One more time. I'm kidding. Frank, are you oh, there? My silence is, uh, is because something, I, I was reading something which popped in, in like, I was just, I saw her accidentally, I, I glanced at, at Facebook and someone posted something and I was just checking it out. It said that California passed a law that allows infanticide up to seven days after the child is born. So I was investigating that. And obviously when I, uh, when I posted that in Google and did a search, there's like a whole bunch of like, oh, unverified, oh, false, bad information, this and that. And then so in two months, I, you're going to find that it's true. Right. So, but, but, so I, I decided to look on, uh, to look at one of them. Can I, can I just quickly read? Yeah, please. So here, so basically it says, uh, the false claims have been posted, the quote unquote false claims have been posted and reshared thousands of times on Twitter with language such as, quote, California introduces bill to legalize infanticide before and after birth, killing babies up to 28 days old and an abortion bill that will essentially legalize a form of infanticide. So that's, they're claiming that's the false information. So, so here's, and so this is from the LA Times, by the way. So it continues. It says, what does the bill actually do? The bill removes the requirement that a coroner has to investigate deaths related to or following known or suspected self-induced criminal abortion. So in other words, it's exactly what the article said it was, but it said that it wasn't. Right. It's like basically saying like that the, that the way that this kind of stuff is prosecuted is no longer going to be available anymore. Right. So go ahead and kill your children. That's, that's who these people are. But no, it's listen, it's the same thing. Like when, when, uh, when V posted the thing about the, uh, about the uh, transvestite um, that was at a, uh, or transgender, whatever you want to call them, uh, person that was at the, um, at the, at the school, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the library and was you know, reading you're, you're the second you're the second guy in in the in this today to mix up me and greg <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was frank that wasn't me frank was but nonetheless nonetheless the, the idea here is that there's this this character who is rapping about how he wants to uh kill and maim children yeah. and then that same person is in reading books to them you know, yeah, you know we played. We played. You, know you, you know what's crazy? Before that, um, drag queen did that parody. The original rap was made by Natalie Portman on SNL. It wasn't oh, made it was, by her, but she she performed. She it. performed it. It was produced by SNL. Yeah, by Lord freaking Michaels. Yeah, for and, sure. And his people, and then this. Sicko but I mean, but that's but that's I mean, look parodying. at. But look at Lauren Michaels. And look at this. Uh, look at Pete Davidson. Yeah, I mean that in itself is a, yeah. is just a scary jump. Uh, jump. Yeah. That's a scary jump right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and and it's but the reason for the jump is for what? To push the ideal. It's all about pushing the ideal, kids. It's all about pushing the ideal. And what is the ideal that they're pushing? a place where nothing is and anything can be 
that's what they're pushing. By the way, gentlemen, speaking of anything could be, you see, the Fed raised interest rates by point seven. They decided point seven five, the highest increase since nineteen ninety four. So, so supposedly, allegedly, the essentially the 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 uh, market is supposed to tank. Like all these people are writing it. Yes, I'm reading some Twitter. Okay, so I'm just gonna cash all my all my crypto and put them back in the bank for a good APY, you know, for a good uh, just to get percentages from savings, savings rates, and and now that they have more of our cash in the banks, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to us having it in crypto, because they knew they knew that a bunch of people instead of investing in stocks went into crypto. I mean, a lot of people did go in stocks. They have it in 401k. There's you know people don't have a choice. Right, but in pay. crypto, I mean, in stocks, you have to pay taxes. In crypto, you yeah, don't. Yeah, so they want all the people that went into crypto to start, wait a minute. Back That's the, the same thing. It's the same thing as what happens in Art Basel every year here in Miami. $15 billion is bought and sold in, in, in one week, two for, weeks. For, here for, a, for a banana on the wall with a tape, duct tape on For a banana on the wall for the tape, but that's not why they do it. That's not why they do it. They do it because they don't want to pay taxes. Interesting. Frank, what do you think? Dude, did you say something? You're like way in the background. I can't hear I, you. I said, what do you think? Paul, Paul can hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Damn it, Paul. Maybe, it's your, you maybe, it's, your, maybe it's your speakers, Frank. Oh, no. What, it's Frank, what happens is that whenever you go look at another program or something else that uh, might have audio, then if you're on your phone, what ha it's what happened to me earlier. It cuts no, out I'm, the I'm, I'm not looking at anything. I'm looking only at you guys. Oh, but you were a minute ago. Yeah, but no, but that was before. That was... I know so, what I'm doing. So basically, can you... Just give me a recap. What am I supposed to comment on? No, no, no. Just, I was talking about just like how I was talking before, how they're controlling the militia, you know, the economy. And said, so, yeah, four hours ago, they basically said that, uh, you know, they were pretending to debate. Oh, should we do 0.5% hike or 0.75? You know, this like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no. There's no, there's no debate. They, they, uh, they, they raised the 0.75, the highest since 19. Oh, speaking of which, since 1994. No, they, remember, that was a plan. Remember 1994, right? That was on uh -huh. schedule. They, they, there was no debate about it. That was. Yeah, 0. 0.75 is what they're going to do. Everything is on schedule. That's insanity, dude. Tomorrow's going to be interesting. Tomorrow's going to be very interesting. I'm telling you, listen, I'll say it again. Mid July is when it's going to happen. What, the whole tank? I think the, 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 I personally, and I don't want to put this out into the universe, but I truly believe. That something really bad is going to happen at Rainbow, and a lot of people are going to get into an, an involved fight. When is this thing? This Rainbow? It's in July. Mid so it happens. Rainbow, uh, the Rainbow Gathering is a month long event where 50,000 people live in the forest, in a national forest, um, and they just hang out and From live. July 1st until the, until the 7th. Yeah. So till the end, right? No, one, not one week, one month. Mm -hmm. And out of that, two weeks are the 
you know, real go time. So the first week is load in, make everything, put everything up, get everything ready, set up all the different uh, kitchens that are going to be set up, set up all the different spaces for people to be able to meet up, set up a, a circle where everybody goes and eats every day, um, all of these things. So that's set up for the first week. Then the next week is people showing up. The next week is where everybody's really having the thing. And then the next week is the breakdown and everybody leaves. So I truly believe that mid-July, when things are in full gear, the FBI, the CIA, and whoever else is going to go in and they're going to make it very uncomfortable for many people. And at the same time, when doing so, there are going to be a massive group of people there that are, let's call them January 6th boys, that are going to take offense to not having their freedom. Mm -hmm. And that is going to cause a massive go down in the fours in Colorado. And I've been feeling it for months. And I'm on the rainbow page on Facebook and there's I think we lost Paul again. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Paul. The FBI is jamming him. (laughs) CCP. Hello. Ching Ching Chong. Hello. Hello. While he's while he's being uh, yes. detained, yes, uh, I'm gonna have to go in uh, ten minutes. Okay, not a problem. I mean, yeah, we've been at this already for two hours. Yeah. So this did not go as I expected. I did not expect a surprise guest. I had so many. I had all all sorts of things lined up to talk about, but we can do it what, next time. What else did you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about trannies more i want to talk about <laughs> i wanted to talk about the lost tribes i had a whole i have a whole oh, bunch lost of tribes is a whole lost tribes is a whole topic you know whole podcast i know that itself. was gonna that was gonna be that was gonna be like you know half of the discussion mm. trannies and lost tribes interesting yeah but you know UFOs, you'd say that uh, you know the latest developments on that you know mm-hmm. faith all sorts of things well Paul instead, left. instead, we got a his phone, different his phone, his phone died. He said he just wrote that his phone died. Oh, man. Yeah. So now All we right. can't even finish the conversation with Paul. Yeah. Well, the kids are, we get the point. <laughs> we, get, we get the point. So I just drop it. Pardon my line. It's language in Russian. Whoever understood me was meant to understand me. Whoever didn't, I'm sorry, you didn't get my. Uh, Why is it taking so long to, to do it long, though? What for? Show it to Yeah. Oh, you wanted to achieve Europa? No, no, because if it's gonna happen, then you know it's like pulling off a bandaid. Yeah, Wouldn't you want it to be ha- let, Yeah, that's true. Like, let it happen, and we'll deal it's with like, the consequences. It's like falling down the stairs. Like, how long do you want to fall down those yeah, stairs? It's like it's like dude, can't help below. It's like uh, and Bunny fell down the steps again. Yeah. This is basically the American economy. It's like Still and bunny, it's oh. and American economies and bunny falling down the stairs. And bunny trying to stop herself from falling down the stairs. Oh dude, little him. Taking forever. And then finally, ah! 
ridiculous. That's genius. That's what? America, America is Aunt Bunny falling down the stairs. I'm writing that. I'm writing that. I, I coined that was that was that was really good. Props. Props. What else can we say? But um, yeah. You know he's right. But uh, in terms of something been going on for a long time, you know, yeah. the simulation. That's exactly what's been going on. Yeah. Listen, dude, this is the kind of stuff that discussions I would have with my father when I was like 15 years old. Greg, we live in a virtual world. And then I went to see Matrix when I was 19. And I, I literally, the first thing I did, I walked out of the theater, I called my father, and I said, these two, well, when they were still men, the directors, Wachowski brothers, owe you royalties. And he goes to me, if you think that they're the only people with these ideas, that I'm the only person with these ideas, you think people in Hollywood don't have these ideas, they don't have access to Kabbalah and all those other things, you're mistaken. You know? Yeah. And that's it. And then, and then these two men became women. And that's Both of them? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. They're the Wachowski sisters. Here. I heard one of them, both of them. Uh, no, it's Lily and Julie. Well, here, the Wachowskis, Lana and Lily. Yeah, they were born. Oh, Lana, formerly known as Larry, and Lily, formerly known as Andy. They both, they both, both of them. How, how, how that's what impossible. A what, what, a, what a circus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know. It's very strange. I think one of them became, uh, um, a, yeah, one of them in the beginning became a woman and the other one wasn't, I believe. And then the other one became a woman after. It's, it's, it's mental. The whole thing is mental. It's, it's just completely. I want to say two things. Yeah. Number one, Billy Crystal did something really funny. Yeah, I told you the, the whole the, the thing in the, the Emmys. Not that. Or what? There's this one skit. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen Billy Crystal do. Okay. He was a guest on Jimmy Fallon, I think. Mm -hmm. And they did this skit together where they're dressed like Hasidic Jews sitting on a park bench. Okay? You got the whole yeah. everything. The beards, the pair, the, the, the hats, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And people are passing by and Billy Crystal's like, Look at that guy. Look yeah. at that schmuck. What yeah. a schmuck. Every guy who passed by goes, what a schmuck. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so I have to give it to Billy Crystal that he did make me laugh yeah. in that way. Listen, that, that you should see this. I'll send you the video of him like at the Tonys, whatever, like yesterday, a couple of days ago. It's such, and everybody's sitting there. You could tell everybody's sitting there and they're just like, this is so nebby. These are the Jews? Like, really? Like, I don't know if he's an Arab rope. I just know that he's a schmuck. <laughs> what a schmuck. You know, yeah, exactly. What a schmuck. It's like, he's doing this Yiddish thing, and it just sounds like gibberish. And then he's talking about, I want to go up there to you guys in the balcony, but uh, Jews hate stairs. You know. Dude, my friend Nick, a long time ago, uh -huh. he thought that the birdcage accurately represented Jews. Oh, my God. That's what he thought. He's like, 
Because oh, everybody there is Jewish. Dude, you know right? what I want to see? I want to see like during one of these performances, like uh, a couple of like Moroccan, you know, Dudu Biton IDF guys come out from like Golani, and just like they don't they don't kill anybody. They just come out and they and they just scream at everybody in Hebrew. And then they shoot their, you know, tabors in the, in the in the in the sky, and everybody runs away. That's what I want to see. At one of these <laughs> award, at one of these award shows, you know, when 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 a Jew is kreiching and kreiching. It's, it's like, come on, give me a freaking break. I know. The second thing I wanted to say was something that I heard Mattis Friedman say the other day. Mm-hmm. He said that how does the world change when Mashiach comes? Mm-hmm. He says the world is made up of, and Hasidus Kabbalah talk about this. The world is made is created by space, time, mm-hmm. and consciousness. Right? World, time, and consciousness. That's how it, that's the terminology used in Kabbalah. But it's space, time, and consciousness. Mm-hmm. He says, for the since we've been, since uh, we got thrown out of uh, the garden, the world has been primarily space and time mm-hmm. in terms of ingredients. Like what, you know, there's been more space and time than consciousness. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was saying that uh, from all the, the mitzvahs that we've done over these thousands of years, we have filled the world with more consciousness than space and time. We don't see it yet, but that is what is going to uh, unlock those features of the world that we're all hoping to experience. Um, and that's what will be revealed when, when, when Mashiach comes. The work has been done. Everything has been uh, cleared away and set into motion, right? And when consciousness is unleashed, yeah. um, the world—it's uh, not gonna—it's not gonna change. The laws of nature are not gonna change; they're gonna be revealed. I just thought that was a—that was an interesting idea. I haven't heard—I I hadn't heard it explained that way until yesterday that there's going to be the addition of consciousness and that's that's what's going to change our experience of the world i i couldn't disagree with you more Uh, sorry sorry i said i couldn't agree with you more is what i meant to say oh you're right i think that that's but that that idea of consciousness this idea of awakening can only happen when the ideals and the thoughts of the past are no longer. And the reason for that is back to that concept that I was trying to say earlier that anything you want can be. And so therefore that means that anything you want to be can be. And that's why I believe that the ideal that they're pushing is why they're pushing it. Once again, it goes back to what you were saying that it is in essence, the creation of a jail cell. 
which which idea which idea specifically well the idea of, of the metaverse the the idea of creating a it's it's creating mental jail cells because without oh, without no. definitions without definitions be basically be what you want to be whenever you want to be it equals is equivalent to and it, I, I don't think i have the time to explain this why but it's equivalent to uh living without meaning meaning sure. like there's no reason <clears throat> like if you have a tool right you see a tool it's shaped a certain way it's you know it's shaped the way it is because it has to get into a certain space and it has a certain job to do. It has a purpose, right? That's why it has a specific shape. It has a meaning. There's a purpose to it. It was created for a reason. If you take that away, you take, if you take away any type of specific shape or design, right? If you have like this uh, amorphous, you know, fluctuating blob that, you know, that just goes from one thing to the other, that, that is a symbol of living without purpose. Right. And so my, my, my question to you would be, I'm just, I'm just being the, uh, the uh, devil's advocate here. My question to you is this then, um, uh, mm, I lost my question. Man, I hate it when I do that. The question, the question may be asked, but I, I have to go. So I will think about the answer. Until the next right. time. Let me speak. ask the question. Let me remember. Let me remember the question now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 uh, I, I. Oh man, what were we talking about two seconds ago? Before that, we were talking about metaverse. Talking about being able to do anything. Okay, where do we use, uh, ascribe meaning from? Well, I was talking about God. That's what I was. I, I realize that, Frank. But what I'm saying is, where do we? um ascribe meaning from like i've been asking this question a lot lately where do where do you like i ask people if you had to choose one thing to be proud of what would you choose nine out of ten is my children yeah. i'm proud of my children i had children i raised children and i said okay great if you couldn't put children into the equation of being something proud of something that you're proud of, what would it be? Okay, I can answer this. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I'll give you the Torah's answer, which is what which is what I accept upon myself. Sure. The the, the Torah's answer is uh, the purpose is to to do whatever God needs you to do here, whether it's having kids or not. Uh, as long as you're doing, you're fulfilling the purpose for which God sent you here, which he need. Basically, the idea is God needs something. He actually needs something. He's not, uh, you know, that, that's a very controversial statement in, in, in any religious uh, sphere, even in, sometimes in the Jewish world. But the fact that God needs your help, he created you to, to do something that he can't do himself. Sure. So... So the purpose is to fulfill that need that he has. Right. And, and everybody uh, goes along with the concept of uh, you're here because you still, if you're still here, it's because you have something to, to accomplish, something to do. I get that. Right. But I'm asking, I'm asking again, where do we get meaning from? And my answer more times than not is 
after parents or after being a parent, it is accomplishing something in your existence, i.e. it could be something to the effect of, um, um, I, I pushed past my limit to make something of myself, whatever that thing is, doesn't matter. I'm an artist, I'm a this, I'm a that or the other. Um, so what happens when that gets taken away? No, so that's, so that's, that's actually what I was saying, that, that all that, um, anything that's not in the, in the context of serving God, right, of just doing what he needs you to do is meaningless. Uh, success, personal success, getting a six pack, having kids, you know, becoming a captain of industry, you know, banging the, the prom queen, whatever, all of it's meaningless if it's not in the service of God. Because sure. just to think about it like this, just, I'm not, I'm not a preacher. I'm just, I'm a, describing a concept, which I believe, but I'm not forcing anybody, obviously. Okay. So think about it like this. Um, I accept that God uh, is the creator, not that he created at some point and then kind of just let it roll on its own, you know, like he created a watch and wound it and then let it, no. This world exists uh, at the constant, like God has to constantly keep this world existing. Like the only thing that I can imagine, like there's no perfect metaphor, but imagine trying to blow up a balloon, right? that has a little tiny hole in it, right? A little tiny hole, very, very small. And there's a little bit of air escaping. So you have to, in order to keep any tension on the surface of the balloon, you got to keep blowing air into it uh, forever. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how God create. That's, that's something like what God does to create this world, to, to maintain its existence, to sustain it. And when I say this world, I mean, I don't mean just like this physical space that we live in. I'm talking about the very substance of, of the existence itself. So he has to do that at all times, right? So, so he's doing that for a reason. Nobody's going to blow a balloon, uh, blow air into a balloon for, forever without a reason. They must, that balloon must be important to them. And everything involved in keeping that balloon or the reason why he's you know, keeping the balloon inflated is, is important to him. So if that's the case, if that's the case, then everything that's happening is meant to be happening. So then the metaverse is supposed to happen, and we're supposed to implant technology into ourselves. Um, and that's I'm, all part of the plan. I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to say this, but yes and no. I the reason I'm sorry to say it is because that's a very infuriating answer. But right. But but basically, um, the metaverse itself, right? Everything that we there's a concept, which me and Greg talk about all the time. We learn from. Uh, we learned from Rabbi Kesson. Mm -hmm. It's called the it's called the Sitra Achra gets mm -hmm. it first. Right. Whenever God right. sends light into this world, some kind of amazing technology innovation, it because of because of the transgressions, right? Which is a complicated topic in its own. Sure. Uh, it doesn't get it doesn't get sent directly into our hands. It sent it gets sent to the Sitra Akra first, like the internet, for instance, right? What a tool of communication and education. Can you imagine if it was dedicated entirely for good, which it, it, it is destined to be, but, but it goes to the Sitra Akra first, which uses the same exact light and, and, and this wonder, right? 
and just fills it up with, uh, you know, with trannies shitting on people's faces, uh, accosting children, and just nonstop, just like 65% porn, right? Right, right. And snuff videos, whether real or fake, okay? Right, so, but my, my point coming back to the thing, so I think, I think it goes back to exactly what I was saying. We are in the chase of technology. Oh, so, so technology is a very interesting word. Uh, there's a word, if you, you know, the way, the way Hebrew works, it has like the letters themselves are only consonants, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then, and then you have these little dots as vowels. Sure. Okay? So, but when you look at a Hebrew word, you got to look at its consonant root. You don't look at the vowels initially. First, you, if you want to really understand the, the root of a word, you look at it, well, you look at its root, okay? So taken, this word taken, right, uh, means to rectify. I don't think it's an accident that technology has the same root uh, consonants. As rectify, sure. As, as, as tikkun, right? So, so my point is that technology is a wonderful tool. Meta, all these things, they could be wonderful tools. The, you know, augmented reality could be potentially amazing. I believe it will be, right? But sure. who's wielding it? Who controls it is the problem. If and then, control, and if then that's what, it, if, but if that's we, what goes back to Web3. That's what goes back to everything that's happening now. That's what goes back to all the people that want to have control over their IP so that Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whoever these big conglomerates are can no longer own your intellectual property. So there are a bunch of people that I hang out with on a daily basis that are fighting tooth and nail for that and that alone. And there are people who I know who are Bitcoin hodlers that have been holding since 2010 and haven't touched it. So there are people who truly believe in this idea that we are talking about. My back to where do we get meaning from if there is no work because we are coming to a place now where there is no work. Okay. Okay. So that's well, a I'm almost question. done. I'm almost done, Frank. I'm almost done. I swear I'm almost done. In my life, a life of a vagabond prince, as I'm going to call myself, I have found that the only thing when money is not your goal, the only thing that brings me joy on a spiritual level is when I am being myself at its core base in the best way I know how to be me as confusing or as weird or whatever it is mm-hmm. and being me at my moments saving other people's lives. That to me is the penultimate experience of life. And I've lived it many times and I'm thankful that I've had those same people that I've been that I've affected by being me come back to me in my life and tell me that. One of those stories is I'm I, I used to sing in the Rova in Jerusalem, and it was my way of doing midday prayers. I wouldn't go and pray, I'd go and sing for two hours, like with my heart and soul. Hmm. And one day I'm in the Rova, there's nobody around for some reason. And there's a homeless bum on the opposite square of the Rova, of the square, right? Mm-hmm. Where the new synagogue is. Mm-hmm. So I would be on one side by the meat uh, place where they have the shawarma. And then he yeah. was on the opposite side where they sell the cigarettes. And there's a little tiny store. He was off to the left. 
So we're directly across from each other. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on one of the little box and he was sitting on another. I am singing my heart out. I'm not thinking about anybody being there. I'm just doing me. Mm -hmm. And I look up, I see this man. He looks at me. I look at him and he's crying. I don't think much of it. I wave. (laughs) I leave. Mm. Two months later, a man who is dressed really well, who shows up with his daughter who's in a sundress, and he shaved, Mm. and I recognized him immediately as the guy who was homeless. And he says to me, You're not going to remember me, but two months ago, I saw you play and you stopped me from committing suicide. Paul, may I ask you, what year was this? Ooh, 90, I was 2006 when I was there, when I was 32. You want to know something crazy, man? Because there's a guy there who who lived, there's a family in Narova where uh, whatever it's a friend of family friends whatever the daughter is really one of his daughters is like you know fairly attractive girl and the father ended up committing uh, I don't know I hope it wasn't the same guy uh, it was a, it was a famous wow. story in the rover anyways to go back to that same experience mm-hmm. in the sense that I was just being me mm-hmm. I went to New York and I decided to go be homeless on purpose. And I was like, I'm going to do 30 days in New York homeless and see if I can make it, see what would happen. I just want to see what happened. I want to go live in the streets. I want to go make myself a house of boxes. I want to find out what this is like. Mm-hmm. Why? Don't ask me. I'm a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And so for 30 days, I spent every night sleeping in Columbus circle, right underneath the face of an angel. Um, in, in Columbus circle, there's this uh, beautiful uh, obelisk. And, and then there's these angels that, and there's one that looks straight down on the ground and I was sleep underneath her every night. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one night when I went to go see a friend of mine who lived in uh, the upper West side around 114th. Somewhere around, uh, I don't know, 110th, 111th street. And I'm smoking a joint and I'm eating some food. And some guy comes up on a bicycle and I share my pot, share some food. And we walk from one tenth all the way down to 59th until I find my spot where I'm about to go to sleep. Hmm. I think nothing of this conversation. About three years ago, so this is now six, seven years later, I meet a girl on Tinder and she's this phenomenally gorgeous Barbie looking woman. I was like, why are you going on a date with me? But nonetheless, um, he, uh, I, I go to meet this girl, and for some reason, I took the wrong street, and I got lost. Mm-hmm. So I walked back up, and I went to the wrong street again, and I went back. And as I'm walking back the street I just walked on, I see somebody looking at me, and his eyes kind of light up a little bit. And internally, I thought, oh, this guy thinks he knows me. He runs up to me and he goes, bro, your name's Paul. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I know you, bro. I met you. And I was like, I don't think so, man. 
He goes, bro, I know for a fact you saved my life. Like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, you're a magician and a hypnotist and you were homeless for 30 days in New York. And I was like, oh, okay, now we need to sit down and talk. What's going on here, buddy? Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I'm the guy who was on a bicycle and I was literally riding to the Hudson to go drown myself that night. And I'm like, what the fuck? I even made a video about this. I think it's on my Instagram or on my, uh, I I immediately made a video about it because I was so taken aback because it happened again. And it's only been in the last couple months that I've come back to who I am again. Over the last couple of years, I was dating somebody that was very, um, just say, negative towards my sense of me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a couple, maybe three or four days ago, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who's massively wealthy. And he looks at me and he goes, bro, how do you do it? You're everywhere I am. Like, you're always wherever I'm going and you're always with the right people. And you all, he's like, you live the life of a billionaire. Are you a billionaire, bro? Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, I am. The next morning, I woke up to $636 billion in my um, MetaMask account that my friend sent to me. Now, is it real money? No, but it wasn't the point. It's the idea and the belief system. And the belief system is giving itself to me to let me know who I truly am. And I believe that that's part of this process of what we're talking about. That as long as you really truly believe in what it is that you are attempting to be involved in, i.e. the dream that you want to make for yourself, the more that you do that, the universe conspires to make that happen. I get back to the question of where does meaning come from? If there is no job and there is only a place for me to be the me that I want to be, and in that space, by being the best me, because I can create that world, how is it that that won't change other people's lives? Oh, wait, hold on. That's a very loaded question. That's not the same one that you asked before. I, I think I really have to talk now because I really have to go. I want to sure. just... And I'll stop. I'll stop now. I'll stop now. Go ahead. So, so basically, you know, there's a story in Tanakh of a guy named Koresh, Cyrus, right? God calls Cyrus his Mashiach. Cyrus, a non-Jew, a Persian emperor, God considered him one of the Mashiachs, right? My anointed. He didn't know. He didn't know God at all. He didn't know that he was God's anointed, okay? The point is that the people who find success, right, uh, chasing their dreams, and many, and like I say, many, but a good amount of people do. I mean, we, you know, we know stories, right? We know people, okay? That, the only way that happens is if it already somehow serves God's interest. Whether or not the person who is chasing this dream, right, which is being supported by God, whether or not they realize what's happening, that, that's up to the person. So the meaning that eventually everybody will, will come, will realize is that everything that we've been chasing in this life, right? Everything, everything about this world, even the billionaires, even 
everything that they enjoy, their yachts, whatever, you know, you know, oxygen clubs, bars, whatever the hell they do for the, in their, you know, however they spend their time, right, is, is equivalent to two bums fighting over a half-eaten candy bar in the Bowery. This whole world, as we see it, everything about it is exactly a half-eaten candy bar being fought over by two bums. Okay, or two pigeons, however you want to look at it. Okay, so because um, I've seen both, that's why I'm bringing up those uh, examples. So it's going to be understood when the when the big reveal happens. It's going to be understood that the real meaning is how much did we accomplish of what God needed us to do while we were here for His needs. Because it's, I'm not saying that I see it right now. I'm not saying that I understand and I can live in that reality. I can't. I, I'm, I'm aware of the concept. And the information is that when this becomes apparent, you know, what the actual nature of reality is, people are going to be thinking, how much of their time did they spend doing anything which God needed done, whether it was mindful or not. That's going to people, that's going to be people's only concern, not because they're scared of retribution, but because they're going to see that that was the point. They're going to say that's the name of the game to, to borrow a crude expression. So that's what people are going to, I'm not going to use the word regret. I'm not going to use any of that stuff because so many people don't even seem to have um, the consciousness to to be regretful because it's, it's just not fair. You know, they they don't have the information I have, and that we, we all of us here have. Okay, and yet many people, everybody serves God, one way or the other is the point. Okay, um, whether it's done willingly. Like, for instance, even the enemies of God serve God, right? They, they're trying not to. And it's funny that they're trying to do something that's impossible. But the only thing that's going to be remain, that's going to remain in the end when, when this world is finished, not, not like destroyed, when it's completed as a project, right? When it's built up, when it's finally ready to, you know, ready for use in the way it was supposed to originally, right? The only thing that people are going to be wondering is, did I try to interfere or did I try to assist it? Right. And there are many people who are going to say, I tried to interfere with it willingly because I, I hate God or whatever, whatever the reasons were, right? They're going to see how silly it was to even think that such a thing was possible. And, and I, I think there's going to be some regret. Right. So I, I, have a, I have a different way of looking at this. I think maybe because I've done a lot of ayahuasca and DMT and whatever but, else. But, but, but hang on. I, I actually, uh, we, let's, let's, let's do it to be continued then because I actually, I, I, I literally have to, if no I don't problem. Stop it right now, I'm going to miss it. No, no problem. Go, 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 go. Gentlemen, uh, gentlemen this. Paul, come back, come back and talk to us. Man, always I've told, I've been wanting to do this with you guys for a while. Gentlemen, this has been two and a half hours. I I have to also because I'm here. Oh yeah, he's in Israel, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm here in Jerusalem. Like, so um, this was awesome.
we should do this again. 100. And, uh, yeah, great. All I need from you guys is a, a, a schedule. Just let me know when yeah. you want to do it. Give me, give me a day in advance or even an hour in advance. I'll sit down. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul yeah. write down what you were going to say so we can pick up from last time. Yeah. No, it was very simple. It's very simple. It goes back to my conceptual idea that if you have this idea of a machine that is supposed to be a Garden of Eden essence location where anything and everything you could ever want is at your fingertips, that's meta. Um, well, we'll see. I think it's yeah. way, it's not actually it's it's a it's a it's not really meta meta is more of a of a covering it's a cheap imitation of what we're actually going to experience which is 100% 100% but it's the step towards it you can't you can't go from riding a horse to being in an electric car you got to again the, again the citrofer gets it first it's not we'll a see. step towards it, but yeah in the next Listen, in the next I'm episode, not I'm not I'm not saying that the next yeah. 10 years is going to be pretty because it's not, it's not. But there's going to be not, a. We're lot not getting of, past 2027. I'm, I'm going to. I got to go. go. I'm going to quote. Uh, <laughs> I got to go, guys. Continue. Okay. Continue without me. Right. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm got. I got to get going as well. So no All worries, guys. Amazing time. Thank you for your energy and everything. And we'll speak soon. You too, sir. All Thank right. you. All right. How?